Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. It's going to be an incredible night tonight. We have lots to go over, so I'm going to get into that. But first, I want to let you know that next week, next week's show at the beginning of the show. Um, oh, that was cool. Sorry, squirrel. Um, we're going to be doing the drawings for the... Poetry, National Poetry Month prizes for all of you that entered and did all the activities. So we'll be doing those drawings. I've finally gotten through all my posts and got everybody's name in there. <laughs> so we'll be doing those drawings on next week's show, as well as our sponsor appreciation drawing. I have a special prize for one of our sponsors. We're going to do that drawing on this next week's show as well. Because everybody gets gifts on my birthday, right? <laughs> I just I'm always right before every show I pull up the uh pull up my Facebook page and I scroll through things looking for um in case anyone has a birthday this week so I can sing happy birthday to them. I know I don't sing well but you know it's just a thing I do. Anyway, and it says saying it's almost your birthday. So I can sing happy birthday to me, right? No, I'm not going to do that. It's not until next week. Anyway, so do drawing next week. It'll be fun. Giveaway prizes all kinds of cool stuff. One of the other things I wanted to let you know real quick, and I don't some of you don't know that I've done this because I haven't really promoted it yet, but I have got we have our new logo that came out for our twenty twenty two season and I got all that stuff it's all designed and put together and our logos are done and everything. And I have went on Zazzle I think it is and have created T shirts and coffee cups and all kinds of stuff for this speakeasy cafe. There, you can. It's a site where they charge you X amount of dollars to produce your product. They ship it out and mail it for you and all that, and you determine the markup. And the lowest markup you can do is five percent. So I had to do the five percent. So I'm only making five cents on a dollar, and I have to sell a hundred dollars worth of stuff before I even get a payment. So this isn't something that we're doing for money. Um, this is just something to, we're doing just to kind of make it fun and affordable to have some speakeasy swag if you want. So I'm going to be posting the link for the Zaz, speakeasy Zazzle page with our T-shirts and coffee cups. And cold, coffee cups are freaking awesome, you guys. I am not lying. They are amazing. Anyway, um, oh, and right now they have a 20, 20% off coupon. That's pretty awesome. I might have to get another one of those. Okay, and stop shopping. So I'll be posting that on there. So if you want to uh, sport some... Speakeasy swag, you can do that. And I think I think Melvin Douglas Johnson's the only one that's really seen these yet. Because on our logo is a picture of one of our coffee cups. Did you notice that? That's an actual coffee cup, Speakeasy coffee cup. And he asked me, he goes, "Is that is that coffee cup really exist in the picture?" And it's like, "Why, yes, yes, it does." I totally forgot I did that. Okay, so yeah, I'll be posting that on my page. Watch for that if you're interested. It'll be just something fun for you to. Uh, Make all your other friends jealous with. Yeah, we're going to go with that. All right, guys, we're going to be getting to callers soon. You can call in and read your poetry on the air if you are so inclined, and we would love for you to do so. The number to call in if you'd like to read is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. But first, we've got some announcements to go through. 
And uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not going to go into detail. If you're interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, shoot me a message. Probably Facebook is the easiest. If you're not on my contacts list, it's Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together. Um, we can set that up and go into details and all that good stuff in the messages. So, yeah, let me know. The next thing I want to do, and this is very, 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 very important, and that is take a moment, as I said, because we are just starting out our 2022 season. I want to thank our 2022 broadcasting license sponsors, those of you who helped contribute towards the cost of keeping the show on the air. This is our 15th year together. All right, so our 2022 sponsors are... Karen Deathrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, John, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, and Glenn Combs. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Mancase, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, the Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you, all of you, for helping to keep us on the air this, our 15th season. Yes, I am taking a drink. I have a cold or something. And so we're being very professional here, and you're going to hear me, like, gulp in your ear. Just pretend like it's erotic poetry or something. Okay. So next, we are going to be getting to your mini workshop, Inspiration. This is your drum roll. Inspiration from the inkwell portion of the show. Get your ink, book, your ink pens and your journals and notebooks out, and we'll go, go through this quickly. We are going to start out with um, your poetry form writing challenge. And so what we've been doing is each week we've been looking at a different poetry form and familiarizing us with it and learning about it and playing with it and poking with a stick and maybe even writing a poem. Oh, my gosh, really, what? Anyway, so, yeah, uh, poetry form writing challenge. And I've been jumping back and forth between writing challenges that are both actual forms like a haiku, 575, three lines, that's you know, a, a mathematical form that you, uh, the rules of the lines that you write by. But form poetry can also be something where you are writing about a topic or a style of poem. And that's what we're going to be looking at this week. So with the exception of one rule, two rules, three rules, there's a couple rules but not counting rules. Anyway, so this week we're looking at the ballad. And it's like, wait, what? Ballads are songs, right? A ballad is a popular narrative poetic form. Or, yes, it can be a song that tells a story similar to like a folktale or a legend. And often it re uses a repeating refrain or like imagine a song chorus repeating throughout a song. So within a, a ballad poem, you have a, a verse that, repeat, that can repeat throughout it, just like a song chorus would. In like an old English tradition, and it's actually much older than that, but 
folk ballads, okay, so they're, when you write it, it's like anonymous, as in the storyteller isn't identified. You're just a narrative voice, you know, floating faceless sound machine. <laughs> um, in a in a ballad, you are what you're going to be doing through the narrative writing form. You're going to be recounting uh, tragic or heroic stories with the emphasis on like a central dramatic event. Or perhaps better said, a typical ballad is like a plot-driven poem or bard song, with one or more of the characters rushing through events leading up to a dramatic conclusion. Okay, so think about your folk tales, your folklore, all right? Legends, things like that. Think how much fun it would be to make one of those up. Okay, so often, the just so you know, the a ballad doesn't, how would I want to say that? A ballad doesn't tell the reader what's happening, but it like shows it was happening, describing each step along the way. And I'll, I'll show you a description of that here in just a bit. But, for example, you know that um, some ballad poems um, include, and it might surprise you, Edgar Allan Poe's Annabelle Lee. That's a ballad. Yep, Poe wrote ballads. Uh, a couple more would be William Butler Yeats' The Stolen Child, or The Highwayman by Alfred Noyes. So, you know, cool kids. If Poe wrote ballads, I'm sure you can give it a shot too. <laughs> you can look up this form, but again, a poet, in, a, in a poetic nutshell, a ballad, is a, uh, a ballad poem tells a story similar to a folk tale or legend recounting tragic, comic, or heroic stories with emphasis on a central dynamic event. A ballad does not tell the reader what's happening, but rather shows the reader what's happening through a series of descriptive images and most often features a repetitive verse. So play with it, have fun, there you go. All right, next. We are going to be doing your poetry prompts. And keep in mind that these poetry prompts, you're going to be using these for a couple of different things this week. So make sure you get them written down. If you don't get them written down, it's okay. I'll be repeating them here in, in just a little bit. And you can also come back and after the show is aired and listen to the show in the archive. And start and stop at your leisure and write things down and do what you need to do. <laughs> okay? All right. So, anyway, your poetry prompts. They're like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. And what's fun for me is to give one of these prompts. It's just a title. And I can have two or three of you either come on the show and read or email me or message me the poems you've written to that prompt. And they're all different. And for me, that's like crazy, insane, awesome, is watching what each one of you does with your seed, what you can make it grow into. That's why I get so giddy when you guys bring your poems back and share them with me. So anyway, I should go into poems. The prompt needs to be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. And beyond that, what you do with it is up to you. So I want you to number your paper 1 through 12. All righty. Number your paper 1 through 12, and we'll run through this list. Number 1. Danger in a common gesture. 
I should have a straw. Is that a straw? That would be nowhere near as awkward. I could use a pen case, right? Where's my pick? All right. Anyway, number two, hearts lined up in shot glasses. Hearts lined up in shot glasses. Why does that make me think it should be a line in a song by Joan Jett or something, right? Number three, in the house of never. In the house of never. Four, born on the streets. Born on the streets. Five, ghostwriter. Six, still there was something. Still there was something. Seven, the witnessing of dawn. The witnessing of dawn. Eight, stranger conversations. Stranger conversations. Number nine, overflowing with rainwater and dreams. Overflowing with rainwater and dreams. Number 10, like white butterflies. Like white butterflies. White butterflies are just very clean moths. Like white butterflies. 11, on Bellevue Avenue. On Bellevue Avenue. And number 12, my favorite, French kissing, fidget cubes, and other signs the world is ending. And if I don't get at least one poem written to this prompt back next week, I'm going on vacation for a month. All right. French kissing, fidget cubes, and other signs the world is ending. So there you go. Those are your 12 prompts. Remember that they are meant to grow into poems, the title of a line in, or the concept of your poem. You can write 12 different poems, one to each prompt if you would like. You can mix and match the prompts and use line 5, 12, jump back up and grab 6, and then 1. Mix those all into one poem. Or you can get real froggy and you can write, ooh, one poem using all 12 prompts. Wouldn't that be fun? The other thing I like to challenge you to do, because every time we sit down and write, we do not have to write a poem, use all 12 of these prompts in a story. Maybe you can use one of them to help you start your ballad poem or use a couple of them in your ballad poem. See how everything feeds everything? All right, next is your writing exercise. Now we are moving to your writing, your writing exercise is your pick apart a prompt. We're doing the pick apart a prompt writing exercise, all right? And this is to highlight that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you do write to it. It gets you away from that that knee-jerk, instantaneous reaction we have when we, muscle memory we have when we hear anything, when we smell anything, um, when we hear a prompt. I say October. I know you're all thinking of something. The first five things you thought of had orange in it. All right, you want to get past those typical things that everybody writes about because it jumps up and grabs them, and they think it's their muse. And if it is, it's a very slow, lazy one, right? It's like the Garfield cat of muses just reaching up and going, yawn and snagging you, all right? That's muscle, what muscle memory does. You just don't even have to think about it. You just do it. Or you can push that aside and find that feral one or that dangerous one. Find the thing that nobody else writes about with that prompt, all right? So that makes this really, really fun. 
So what you're going to do is you're going to take the prompts that I gave you, and from the list, I want you to start on a clean journal page and write down the first prompt. For example, what was one of them? The Witnessing of Dawn. That was number seven, actually, I think. All right, anyway, so you write the first prompt at the top of your page, right? And then underneath it, instead of writing a poem yet, what I want you to do is I want you to write 12 different poems you could write to that prompt. Or, excuse me, six. Six different – six. Did I say six? I hope I said six. Six different poems you could write to that prompt or six different directions you could take that prompt. How can you pick it apart and make the pieces stand for something? You know, if it means a spring day over here, how can you make it mean someone dying of Alzheimer's or having Alzheimer's when they're old over here? How can you twist that into many, many different faces, all right? So write each prompt down and then write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. Then move down to the next one, next one, until you have that done for all 12 prompts. And I promise you, you will not get through this. You absolutely guaranteed will not get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you, taking you off and running. And it's going to be something that's going to surprise even yourself. Now, don't ever get comfortable and think that you're an amazing poet with no room to grow. We all have room to grow. Push past the Garfield, find the feral, write the unique, be that person, all right? So get through all of those, write down all the six different ways you could take each of the 12 different prompts, something's going to find you, you're going to be off and running, yeah, 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 it'll be fun, all right? So with that said, I am going to run through very quickly the prompts once again. One, danger in a common gesture. Two, hearts lined, up, hearts lined up in shot glasses. Three, the house of never. Four, born on the streets. Five, ghost rider. Six, still there was something. Seven, the witnessing of dawn. Eight, stranger conversations. Nine, overflowing with rainwater and dreams. Ten, like white butterflies. Eleven, on Bellevue Avenue. And 12, French kissing. Fidget. <laughs> I zip my tongue. French kissing, fidget cubes, and other signs the world is ending. All right. So those are your 12 prompts for the week. Have fun with those. Remember, we are working on reading, reading, reading. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Go out every single day, you guys, and find your 17 syllables. Dedicate yourself to that one simple, tiny thing you can do every day in your writer's discipline. All right? Go out and find your 17 syllables. Jot it down. Fix it later if it's not enough syllables or too many. But every day, jot down your 17 syllables. All right? So there you have it. Have fun with it. That is it for the workshop portion of the show. So I am going to, and I normally don't do this because I, I, per our contract together, I only read a poem the first week of every single month. I read a piece of mine. But I'm going to play one of my poems this week. 
um, as our starting up audio because I always start and end the audio track with one of our pumps. But I'm playing it because it's my version of the um, of the ballad poem. And if you listen to it, if you pay attention to the words and stuff, you can hear that in there. And I think I even say something about it at the beginning being a fable of sorts or something like that. But So this is my ballad poem called Lake at the River's End. And as you'll be able to tell, I was listening or was going to see a lot of Shakespeare at the time. <laughs> All right. So here's my ballad, Lake at the River's End. The Lake at the River's End, a fable of sorts. He sees her there, kneeling beside the lake at the river's end. Tears of sadness do ripples send. She is just a dream he is haunted by, bound to the sounds she cries. Her tears pound out his heartbeat. When they stop, tis when they meet. A moment or a lifetime too late, fear made him hesitate deeply now to feel the grief beyond measure, no relief for the empty arms of his soul. Only he hears the twin harps echo transcending him to stand beside her to look but never touch her because he loved her too much or not enough could this be the truth told as such her tears slow in motion fall still two souls he there call in the ripples they stand face to face what is lost Love is still to embrace the image she sees beside her that dreams deliver from her. His love is all she could have ever dared. Now it will not free her from his presence there. Her sorrow never to release him, existing together only in the reflection of a moment she saw so clearly. Our hearts do pay so dearly when one never sees what the other sees so clear, so well. A lover's hell to be so close that closer no longer exists and still not know the taste of the other's lips. To hunger the flesh, to plead, the soul to weep in the need seeing everything on the surface of the lake make no mistake because there's been one too many here skipping stones distorting what should be seen so clear that while two fools stand a world apart two souls have joined and the world forgot forever locked inside each other and what existed before is limited to the limitless of the other Barring nothing that their dreams did lack. The pen's been tapped, the ink is dry, and two lovers trapped in the sky come back to the lake at the river's end. One reflection, one perfection. 
one revelation. It is without end. Love, sorrow, a duplicate tomorrow, cursed to love itself again and again, a beginning, a middle, and a music box end. A thousand times once more, the music only to restart time and space apart. From where she kneels, still and yet again, beside the lake, at the river's end. That was my version of a ballad poem, Lake at the River's End. I think it's like one of the very first things I ever recorded. That's crazy. All right, so, guys, if you're interested in having your track played on the air, email them to me on Facebook. You can message them to me there, and I can pull them off of there. You can send me your YouTube link, and I will pirate them. I will shamelessly off of there. Or you can send me the link to my email, which is the, T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. All right. And we get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. All right. So what comes next? Oh, it's you guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. The number to call in, if you would like to call in read on the air, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to read on the air. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your telephone area codes, such as, no surprise here, <laughs> I didn't swear he has bionic fingers, 731 is our first caller tonight, so listen for your telephone area code. Thank you, Noreen. By the way, I see you in chat. Thank you for uh, letting me know at the beginning of the show that you guys could hear me. <laughs> my, my little monitors are working, so I, it's bouncing around. I'm assuming you guys can hear me, but thank you for letting me know. That I love you. You're sweet. Um, so anyway, make sure that you, uh, when I bring you on the air, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that you have your name attached to your work and that people know who's reading so they don't keep pinging me and I can pay attention to you without distraction because you see what those do to me, right? We can start off by reading two poems. If the lines get too busy and that has to change at any point, I will let you know. And if that happens on your turn, I am so terribly sorry. But right now, you're good to go with two poems. Keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to those people waiting in line behind you. And when you are done, make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you. Start working on building your Inspire and Be Inspired social network of peers of writers that's um, very very important and um, very important I'll get more of that later I was just going to go off on a tangent do you see that self-control and restraint there you guys I am so proud of myself right now <laughs> alright so please remember that we have a mature rating which means you are bound to hear just about anything on the show because as we saw last week I have no clue who's going to be on the other end of the line when I pick it up alright so not sure what you're going to hear tonight, mature rating, but not an adult rating, which means you are not going to hear bumping body parts. You're not going to hear graphic tab A and a slot B poems, no adult poem, adult porn poems. There are great shows for that, but we can't do that with our rating. So you know where the line is on that envelope? Don't push it. <laughs> I know you know. So I'm going to go ahead and 
give the first three callers, I guess, so you guys kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 731 followed by 717, and they are going to be followed by 832. All right, so let's go ahead and grab 731. 731, Michael, are you with us? I feel so unmuted. (laughs) Well, you should. I just feel so free. <laughs> That's funny. The shackles have left my frame. <clears throat> you know, I've really gotten into finding all of my old writings. And Thursday is my afternoon to do it, and I do it leading up to your show. And Most of what I find is totally inappropriate to read on your show, but I'm still gathering them up. And, uh, Inappropriate how? Well, because they're not uh, poetry. Some of them are stories. Some of them are, uh, I guess, just blogger-type things. Um, and I, I can remember the details with all of them. It's a lot of fun. There's one here that was driving me nuts. So it was a, uh, it was a writing thing we did on MySpace where at the end of a chapter, someone would send it in to another writer, or the, the people would vote on an ending, okay? Oh, that's Where awesome. to go with it. What, what to, the, yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. People would vote at the end what to do with it, you know? And I can't remember. When I finished my part, I had Chapter 17, and I don't remember what happened with, with Chapter 18. I don't know. And I'm not really sure who to go ask. And I kind of feel bad asking about it because I guess you're supposed to know these things. You know, it's like 14 years ago. So uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I've rambled. Uh, I'll stop <laughs> I rambling love it. now. Okay. Uh, let's do poetry. Want to do some poetry? I would love to do some poetry. And I don't mind at all when you come and bring one of your stories or proses to read, by the way. Well, I really like it. that's good. You, you and our buddies, your listeners might not be too happy with it. So, anyway. Pish posh they are. This is a, this is a poem that uh, a friend of mine wrote. Her name's Tracy Haddon. And uh, we, uh, we're in the business world together. And she's a writer. She went to college uh, to be a writer. So, uh she showed me some of her stuff the other day, and I found that I, I really like this one. And I asked her if it's okay if I could share it with some of my friends tonight, and she said yes. This is called The Darkness That Consumes Me by Tracy Haddon. Just when I think there is some hope, just when I think there's a ray of light, Things crash in all around me, and it's hard to cope because the darkness consumes me as I stand alone. I try to feel my way through life. It's as if I'm blind. I stumble and fall so many times. I wear the bruises and the scars from a life that I can't rewind. The darkness consumes me as I stand alone. The darkness consumes me now that you're gone. Someone please help me to see. Someone please shine your light on me. 
so I don't have to live like this in the darkness that consumes me. In poem. That was intense. I think all of us have been in that that place. That, that, you know that that it's like teetering on that line between letting ourselves be swallowed and still holding out for a chance to be pulled out. Very good job. That's a good analogy. That's good. So yeah. I recorded that. It took me it took me several days to, to do it. I couldn't find the meter. I couldn't break the lines out. I'd get caught up in it. You would think something that brief you could breeze through. That's not the case. Not always. And you're really good at doing that too. What it breaking out the lines? Mhm. Well, that's because I've got so many friends in the poetry world that just don't feel the need to punctuate. They just don't feel like they should have to because reasons. So I've got to figure it out. Most of the time I think I do okay. I remember one time there was a a person I left a comment on in a MySpace poetry blog and uh, her response back to me was, you're doing it all wrong. You missed the entire point of this. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. It's trying. <laughs> and uh anyway. You uh you talk about writer's block, okay? Or did you talk about writer's block? A lot of people do. I've never experienced writer's block for a day in my life. But boy when I get commenters block, there's hell to pay. <laughs> All right. You want something silly or whimsical or sad and depressing? You tell me what you want. I'm going for the whimsical. Whimsical. All right. Here we go. This doesn't rhyme. It's all right, though. This is called Ode to a Shower by Michael Todd. Late of the evening. The bathroom is all mine, all mine. All the girls in the house have gone to bed, brushing my teeth as long as I want to, listening to oldies on the radio, brush to the rhythm of Bo Diddley, or maybe sports talk radio, if my team's won that day. Okay, so I listen to a lot of oldies. Look down, seat up, seat falls. Always at the wrong time. Oops. I hate those shag carpet covers on commodes. Too bulky. Have to hurry. 1,001, 1,002. Down it comes. Bam! Hope no one woke up. They'll all want to go to the bathroom. And I also hope I don't fall in the shower. Well, I hope I don't fall in the shower and drown. Or twist my ankle. Then drown. And I hope I don't get shampoo in my eyes or up my nose. Soap kills. Well, not really, but it can burn. Not like alcohol, mind you. More like suds. 
Soap is a lot like suds, now that I think about it. Suds are pretty, but they sure taste bad. If I was to fall in the shower, I would hope there were suds. They would look like a cloud. Clouds are soft. By the time I realized the clouds were suds, boom, ouch. I'll never know what hit me. I would think I was attacked by radical suds. Although I'll have a twisted ankle, my eyes won't burn. I had the presence of mind to close them on the way down. Now, if I can just remember, I can't swim and stand up in the shower or at least crawl out. Should not have danced the Bo Diddley in the shower. In peace. <laughs> you get a hundred million different kudo points for so many different things about that piece that you could than you could imagine. Well, good. Because <laughs> he doesn't want that, right? <laughs> you get you get the Firefly nice. Award. I've got the Firefly right in front of me, but we can't do that. You can read your Firefly one day? Will I read my Firefly one day? You read it? Well, I don't know. It's just a call band. But I'll tell you what, I I printed it out. I can send it to you. One of us needs to read it, but not tonight. <laughs> my, time, my time is up. Tell everyone how to find you, Michael. I'm sidestepping the question. <laughs> you like how gracefully I did that? Yeah, you can find me at miketodd.blogspot.com, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. That's my home. My home it is. Awesome. Y'all come see me. All right, Mike. Great job, sweetheart. Thank you so much for starting out the show so amazingly. Thanks for having me. Y'all have fun. Watch the fireflies for me. Bye. (laughs) Bye. All right. Our next caller, I believe it's James at 717. 717, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hi, James. How are you doing? How you, I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm hanging in there. I tried hanging once, but it turned out to be a real pain in the neck. <laughs> Hi, I see what you did there. Uh, That's cute. Kind of like my standard go-to. Yes, I tried computer sex once. I fell off the keyboard and broke my leg. So I don't do that mm. anymore. Well, it was about <laughs> the... Um, Bumping body parts. Yeah. <laughs> it's so romantic, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for us tonight, James? Well, um, I got one that I uh, started that I wrote a few days ago, and I will eventually have it for um, maybe my sixth book. Because I actually going to be doing. I, I have one that's coming out later this year sometime this year, my fourth book. My fifth book, I'm planning on doing Hebrew bedtime stories. So it's um, all long-form narrative of Bible stories, Old and New Testament. And then the sixth one, the sixth one is going to be Remember, Remember, the 6th of November. Can I take on the uh, English rhyme about Guy Fawkes? 
so I'm planned out for the next few years. That one's actually be poetry and prose, if I can break the story to work. <laughs> so um, I'll do the one that's going to be for that one. How now then to woo? How now then to woo with words velvet soft fallen upon your ears? You, a lady to love, name of honey-dipped hope. I stand as one captive to a treasured shadow of hands and hearts, of heavens in the eyes, and sing you silken songs. Your moonbeam tresses coursing in daytime reality and my midnight dreams gives me cause as Romeo beneath Juliet's balcony. End the poem. You get a million kudo points just for mentioning Shakespeare. Yeah, it's kind of a coincidence. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, Are you going to read two, baby? Go ahead. Because when you said Shakespeare, when you were talking about your ballad, Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> what a quinkadink. I know. I am like I am seriously one of the biggest Shakespeare nerds you would ever want. You know how the ugly duckling, the story of the ugly duckling, it wanders around, wanders around, and doesn't realize it's really a swan? Mm-hmm. That was kind of like me wandering through life until the first time I heard Shakespeare. And I never struggled with the the rhythm of it or the way it, you know, I always describe it as, you know, Shakespeare talks inside out and backwards. It made perfect sense to me. So it was like all of a sudden walking into a room where I understood the language. And I have just been in love with Shakespeare since I was a kid. And I have probably seen, I mean, I don't care if it's the local preschool putting on their version of As You Like It, whatever it is, you know, I'm going to be there watching it. All the high school plays, I go down to see them wherever they are so you've seen 12th night oh yes i was in a stage production of it in high school oh really yeah our our teacher um translated the the script translated the play the modern english so it'd be easier for us to understand i was sir andrew Akichik. <laughs> that is awesome So I think that was my that was my junior year. We did that, and then the next year we did "She Stoops to Conquer" by Oliver Goldsmith. Oh, well, that was interesting. We had a high robber, a highwayman scene, and the woman played my wife while I was a robber. So she's tugging on my pants while she's doing this and I feel I was afraid she was going to pull them off so I kept pulling them up and the audience kept laughing hysterically every time it's like I don't want my pants to come off and she's pulling down on them that is awesome (laughs) I like it when uh See, that's a spark of inspiration. Something was said, and it took you to a whole other place. Who says time travel is not <laughs> real? Remind me sometime, and I will. Uh, 
I will uh, share my twelfth night poem with you, called Olivia. All right. Yeah. Are you gonna read another one, love? Yeah. Um, this one is gonna be. T- t- this one is titled Twelve Labors, and it's from uh, Letters from Rox- Letters to Roxanne. Twelve labors just to see you smile. I would fight the world for a night in your arms. For you are Helen, you are Ruth, and I would face death from a thousand spears for a lifetime of your affections. End of poem. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. All right, James, you're going to tell everyone how they can find you, love? Um, well, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I have my main page, and then I have a poetry page. So it's um, James Rothline, R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. And the the secondary page, the poet page, is James E. Rothline, Poet. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, same name. Um, YouTube, I occasionally post. And I'm on TikTok and Hello Poetry. Um, I do have a book launch this Saturday at 3 o'clock Eastern time uh, for the for Letters to Roxanne. And I put the uh, – I just posted it on your Facebook page with the passcode and the meeting ID so people can find it. I, yeah, I'd like your support. You know, people come. It's like, but, yeah, I'll be doing that on Saturday via Zoom. Uh-huh. Thank you. That's awesome. Very cool. All right. Glad you were here. Glad you shared amazing poems. And uh, thank you, Nyla. You're welcome. You're incredible, and appreciate you so much. Thank you. All right, James. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Han. Thank you. None of you can tell I was, like, crawling underneath my desk to find my pen, could you? I really hope not. All right. Let's bring Soldier Blue on, because we know he uh, loves to be here. No. Hello, Mr. Rafe Wild. <laughs> Do you want to deliver me a pizza? <laughs> uh, no. I always tease him because his name sounds uh, like a porn star to me. It's Rafe uh, Wild. I picture it's like that, that 70s porn stash. Yeah. We we've already explained we've already explained that story. I so, know, but I like my version know. better. <laughs> well, mine 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 actually has the middle finger sticking up in it, so I like mine better. <laughs> <laughs> mine could. Yeah, let's get real. All right. So, what's going on with you, dear? Uh, well, right now I'm trying to pull out my headphones so I can actually sound better. So, yeah, but no, I, I, uh, I, for whatever reason, I couldn't uh, hear anything last week, so I didn't take, I didn't take it a mess. It's because just, the the first, it, the studio, the studio was messing up, and so like yeah. the first thirty minutes, we weren't live. Then we came yeah. on, and we were fine. Uh, okay. Well, but I did have a little know, more faith. Uh, Hang in there a little bit. Next yeah, time. well, I mean, sit there with total yeah. silence for oh, a half I hour. I'll, I'll do that, <laughs> but no, it's, it was just uh, what I what I did instead was though is I I went ahead and uh, 
fulfilled a, a uh, promise that I'd already made to, to some of my other native uh, authors on one of the easings that I publish on regularly. And um, I've, I uh, recorded a piece for uh, 5th of May. Now, being down south, you know, obviously, Cinco de Mayo, you know, is, is the one that, you know, comes to everybody's mind, you know, from, from the get-go. But um, for, for whatever reason, my relations decided that they wanted to use that also as a day of awareness for the missing and murdered indigenous women. So it's like I, I kind of divided it in terms of, you know, giving a nod to Cinco de Mayo as well as, you know, doing my bit for uh, the 5th of May awareness for uh, my people. And I, I, you know, I mean, I did, I did what I did. And, I mean, I'm sure some people, you know, may have uh, looked at it as, you know, maybe a little bit and, Maybe someone else looked at it as not enough or whatever. That's okay, too. <laughs> I don't care. I did what I did, and I made sure that I, I made sure that I took care of, you know, what I said I was going to do. So that was, that, was the, that was the main point for me. Well, see, sometimes yeah. a plan just falls together, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, that like I awesome. said, it's, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, again, I, I, you know, I didn't stand still. Because, you know, sometimes you can, you know, and you sit there and you start, you know, sitting in that dark corner and saying, you know, I'll just sit here in the dark. Don't worry about me. <laughs> but I don't like doing that. That, to me, that's just silly. So I, I try not to do that uh, very often. Uh, yeah, sometimes it does, you know, because it just comes up on me. But, you know, yeah, such, such is life. Uh, it's kind of interesting, though. Uh, you know, you're talking earlier about ballads and such, and this isn't strictly speaking a ballad, but it definitely, I think, anyway, and you, and you can tell me what you think afterward. Uh, I think it generally uh, falls within the outline of that. And that's kind of an, it, was, it was one of my older pieces that I hadn't really worked on in a bit, and so I went ahead and just finished it off. And I, I like the way it came out. Um, it's called uh, Killing the Moon. Killing the Moon. Shadow skills of assassins. Bounty hunters born of meat, silver, and shafted bone. Well, you. Secret strands of whisper, static. Metal hits the groove coy. Wind-drawn measures, messages as if a cloak. We shall kill you in the darkness. Shabe. The debt is owed. The debt will be paid. Runners, jumpers, the innocent waylaid fire on the bones of night. Moonrise. High stellar junctions and the zephyrs of occasional celestial breeze. Ground mist seeps towards the light. Shadows creep and crawl. Alley curs curse the din of cities favoring ditch water to chemically twisted aquifers of imitation liquid. 
Howling for midnight, the burning dream. Oh, Kill- <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Killing the moon will give no satisfaction. Professionals prefer their distance to their prey. Silence to illumination. Death ranges its own tactics like options at a gambling house where bones and blood wear their own livery and everyone is their dearest, own dearest ally. There are no friendlies here. Death and dying, contracts of ivory life, teeth and tusks, burnished plates of precious metals, only the ignorant would consider that a valuable trade. Like killing to find the fountain of youth. Like killing in the name of seeking the gold of El Dorado. Like using genocidal tactics, scorched earth to claim the land was abandoned as if slavery, disease, and warfare had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Like assassins trying to kill the moon. We are the ghost road born, and we are always on our way home. Wasida Ujongi. Nonke Ujongi. In peace. Wow. Yep, I think that fits. Yeah, like I said, I thought that kind of fit the general outline of it. I agree. 100%. So. <laughs> You're going to do two, aren't you? That's funny. Huh? Oh, Are you do two? I suppose. I, yeah, I guess. Um,. Yeah, that one's actually that was an older piece, and I was just looking at it this afternoon. I didn't like the way that I had it written down on the paper, so I took it and and ripped that nonsense up and came up with uh, the, that better version. And like I said, I really liked the way that it turned out, so that uh, it didn't bother me any to to start over again. And let's see. Um, yeah, this is kind of cool. Uh, numbers up in Raven's Blood. Gaketronga begging for land, title, and prophecy. Wetronina. Mother's bones. Inga. Turned up. Rolls of smoke rising. Schwarze. Mystic attitudes to prevail. Harsh signs. Scars and skin. Kink. Clouds roll off the border coast, the crash of abalone, smooth shots of streamer silk almost look like foam. Botratruk. Fires stretch fingers into the night. Push and pull, pure excuse for rationalizing weak choices that require extreme damage control. Black flight of shadow feathers, the rift between aerial flight and the headlong hunger 
of crows and mid-feast, depth charges and dive bombers, the bitter bones of avion flight, numeric twist, raven's blood, not a hooded crow in sight. Shake the soiled dice, lay down the stained hand, aces up. Chances become a gift. Odds, the time it takes to decide on a course of action. There will be no second chances. Ravens come up, a numbered pair. Prepare yourself upon the plain of sorrows. The storm winds precede the talking, grieving rains. Nijuh. Rainbows dancing, slow motion revelry above the wildfires that rage as the rivers run. Nusak. Ashes, streaks of marrow, fat colors bleed everywhere. Reality awaits the unfolding earth, air, fire. We shall rise with the rain, the expectations of a deluge. Nidontraka Tronga. Gake Tronga. Ravens. Blood fallacies. Death still flows upon a river, still blue, almost blue, and its consequence through Wiggy, prayers, orisons, divinity unyielding. Wetruninda. Oh, yeah, we see you. Driftwood tales, echoed composites of the deadening stars, Migaki. The cold fire that never dies, as eternal as the sun, me itome. Dead time, well here, bones never feel it, patience. Is what has been left to them waiting. Wow. That was incredible, Soldier Blue. Thank you. Yeah, I like like doing those works. I, I have finally come to the end of this. God dog stress test at work where I'm having to micromanage literally all the employees on my on my shift. And we're going back to the more regular format tomorrow. And I'm gonna tell you what <laughs> being able to under being, uh, to understand that, you know, that that, that that's not on on top of me now. And it's it's like I can I mean, I, I still write, but it's just it's just it's just a lot that there's a lot of flow that doesn't co- come out or go outside the core when I'm having to deal with that kind of stress. So when these kind of pieces come to me, I definitely consider them to be a gift. 
They are like little little jewels thrown at our feet, right? <laughs> oh, no doubt. And I'm thankful for each and every one of them, too. Yeah. All right, my darling. Mr. Rafe. Wild. All right. You can find me on Facebook. It's uh, Rafe Wild, and then underneath in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And then you can also uh, check out my uh, podcast. It's called Red Earth One, and it's on iTunes and uh, Google Podcast and Spotify. And it's they got about maybe another five other uh, platforms that uh, that it also will show up on. And like I say, the latest one that I did is uh, uh, just last week, and it's uh, literally just called the Fifth of May. Uh, awareness day and um i kind of did a an overall because you know i mean it's, you know, it's, it's always good obviously to speak about specific cases and uh casework of of you know the native women you know that have that have uh perished in that manner but it's also in terms of you know creating that awareness for other people to take the initiative if they choose uh to you know, to delve into the to that conversation, you know, to give it more of an overview. You know, so that I would be a, a crazy undertaking for a book, and I'm butting in because that's what I do. Because if I don't tell you this right now, go away in two seconds. <laughs> but I'm sure they have they have the list of all the women that have gone who've disappeared and gone missing, not just the ones that they, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of yeah. them they suspect met the same end. Um, even though oh, they sure. haven't found anything. Um, yeah. But to take that list and actually, I mean, it would be hard, but to take that list and actually go to each person, you know, that was willing to sit down and talk to you, but write about yeah. each person individually, each individual face, individual name, make them real, make them a person, make them an individual sure. voice, not just a mass grave, and and write oh, a no. book yeah. with a, a poem to each and every single one of the girls about them, mm-hmm. their lives, who they were. That would be an incredibly oh, powerful piece of, of literature. Yeah. Oh, that's a... Gosh darn it, my pen went under the desk an again. Why do I do that? <laughs> Give me, I'm on my hands and knees well, under my desk. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, it's kind of an interesting thing, because I, I, you know, you know, something like that, I would definitely have to put it in this category. Um, I just recently uh, got got in a book. I haven't actually started it yet, but it, it looks like it's going to at least give me some detailing for things that I already do. And I know there's a lot of things that I already know just because of my background and upbringing, you know, in, in the field of archaeology, like with, you know, having to deal with my dad. Um, and it's called uh, Research is Ceremony. And, I mean, when I think about that, I mean, you know, that's exactly what it is when I'm doing my research. It isn't just, oh, well, let me, you know, do this little bit of trivia or find out about this novelty or this little item over here. No, you dissect I, it's it. me. You, you pull every feather out and examine it. You, uh, I know you it do. Is, it is me finding out about me, you know. I mean, more than anything else, that's exactly what that is. So it is ceremony. It is and definitely. I have to, I and I and you know and I and, and I mean I don't, I don't have to remind myself of that because I, I inherently know that, 
You know, it's just something that I take in as a quality of what it is because I, I, I know very, or I should say it is very obvious to me that I have to approach it in that kind of a respectful manner. Like one of the phrases of my people's language, which means respect for all things sacred. And that's exactly what this is. You know, when you're doing that kind of research, you have to be respectful of everything that you come across Mm -hmm. because it all, you know, to one degree or another has its own form of sacredness attached to it. Very good. Uh, yeah. It does. Uh, there you go. Very well said. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I do think a lot, you know. <laughs> what can I say? Um, but I mean, and I just wanted to make mention. I won't take any. I won't take too much more time. I just wanted to make make live mention because I, you know, it's still an ongoing process. But I am, you know, still getting in the in the process of getting together with my uh, collab. Uh, uh, I hate to say friend because it's not really that. I mean, it's, it's you know, we're, you know, she's a native uh, female and I'm, you know, obviously my, who I am, a native man. Uh, we're in different cities, so it's not so much, you know, that kind of thing. But it is a, definitely a collaboration of, of collaborative relationship. Let's put it that way. And, we, you know, we're getting, getting things uh, together for the uh, putting together of a, a book, uh, doing some language um, um well, presenting language, presenting the presenting the Osage language, as well as developing a game in my people's language. So mm-hmm. that's all. Like I say, that's all. You know, like I say, still, you know, we're we're working on that as well. And when I have it more in a more solid form, uh, I will uh, obviously uh, apprise everyone of how far along we are. That'd be yeah. Please do. That's important. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you for starting out the show. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Bringing awesome poetry, being you, not hanging up when I answered. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> I would. I would at least have to blow a raspberry at you before I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We Love will talk to you Ms. next Nyla. week. Yes, ma'am. All right, hon. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, let's go ahead and grab our next caller. And that is 832. Which I believe is Uma. This one, this one is Uma, right? Hey, Nina. Hello, baby girl. How are you? Awesome, awesome. How are you all doing today? <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. It's been a fantastic week. It's been an incredible night. Okay. Anything, everything going well with you? Oh well, I'm in the middle of something, but uh, everything seems to be going okay. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um so how is your week? It is it's I've got a lot done. I got the lawn mode. I finished up a uh order on a 
strawberry dress I was working on. I actually sat down and wrote a poem to, uh, with Michael Todd, uh, or a, a comment that kind of is, might be a poem someday uh, with Michael Todd. It's, it's, it's been one thing after another, just happy little happy little things. Okay, that sounds good to me, and I yeah. have something. I've been working on poetry once in a while and taking the prompts also promptly. So, um, before I begin, I think I need to introduce myself. My name is Uma, Uma Gigi, they call on Facebook. And my blog is uh, My Poetry by Uma Pochampalli Goparaju. I'm also found on .blogspot.com. I'm also available on Poem Hunters. And um, now let's go into the poem, which I wrote. Rather, it was not a poem, but I made it into a poem or converted into a ballad of sorts. So Ballad of a Southern Bell is what I call it. It goes, it goes like this. I, and this may not be the first time that I'm trying to write a story of a story. But then, you know, I'm always open to receive suggestions, comments, feedback, and everything. It is no narration, nor is a story about a woman murdered. Although, when you step into scene one, as you know, is a woman found dead. Husband calling police, moving on to a quick swing, here comes. Scene two, husband's girlfriend advises to throw the body away in a forest with not a chance for a second thought. It leads to scene three. Inspector check investigates crime scene. What is it that he would find in scene four, I wonder? Body is not there in the chaos that came by letting the inspector and team in. Body of woman, not there, just vanished, as if into thin air. Scene five, is danger lurking in a dark corner. Team searches neighborhood and surroundings horseback. As if in the house of never, still there was some going in, uh, yeah, something going on. In scene six, dawn leads to light, revealing white butterflies as if light and stare at them as they mingle from an, mingle and swinging as if swimming, swinging from an endless heaven. There is no evidence of any foul play, but it may mean the foul play cannot be detected. It may not mean the foul play cannot be detected. Not that it didn't happen. I'm not a poem, the words started screaming, screaming helter-skelter and running hither and thither. Words do have life. They can run around and make you run along with them. Scene seven with such vigor, revealing the dark flashback of the backside drama. Girlfriend, beautiful, rich, young, and advanced name. Medical or sports career, not a physician, not a technologist. Seduces the husband because 
someone paid her to put drift in the family. Wife notices all the activity through the monitor in her living room. The electrician wipes away the silicon gel from the husband's private files. Wife notes down all the details. She comes out of the room and all the other men acquire. Wife records the expressions. She knows it's a work of jealousy and plot to destroy their family structure. One of them is a more wasted one. He loves nothing more than the doom of the guys who move on with their lives as though they cannot see him or his power. That, my dear, he thinks, is a grave mistake. Wine pours like water, songs getting louder, as the youngsters are waving hands and dancing along with their mates and their hats, leading to no less than scene eight. Hold on tight to your guts. The family doctor nonchalantly keeps prescribing narcotics to the woman. Earlier, the woman, though tried to hurt herself by overdosing as a reaction to unsolicited attention at work, who need have no affair with her. He keeps making foul play with his overwhelming interest centered only to himself. But one is not used to live in world as such as this. Scene nine, court scene about to convict husband. Woman enters and surprises and everyone how doctor was helping the villain, how girlfriend was a vamp, how psychologist was actually supporting her to stay strong and tell the authorities on who were helping the villain. Indeed, it was divine revelation that she knows that she has to take care of her family and herself, and she still chooses to be with the family and support them. What just happened, wonders the husband, that almost got him until the gallows. Good grief, my love, my beloved, grieving and thinking and hugging and kissing until a different day on a calendar year. So she grows strong, keeps supporting, knowing what is it that runs life. I wonder too. End poem. Wow. That was incredible. Thank you, Naila. And if you have noticed, it has so many prompts that you just were giving and I was taking them like water, you know, <laughs> and just bond. <laughs> I took them in and many thanks to you. I don't know which ones are what, but I indeed have taken many more of them than I have ever done before. <laughs> oh, I love when you write to them. Are you going to uh, do a second one, Uma? Yes. In fact, I indeed have a second one, a very short one, but uh, I need to hop out of here and go get it and read it because I just wrote it last night as I was doing some sketching, drawing, as I was thinking it was Krishna that was in my eyes, and I tried to capture him, and once I did that, 
that was not the end of it because I was drawing something like a swan and it didn't turn out like a swan first but it turned out like something like a flame was the swan in flames? I had no idea but then here it is it does not matter to me that you think I am a log lying in the ground lying on the ground it does not matter to me that you think I am a log lying on the ground my wings are in the fire as the flames are turning into my wings of fire as the phoenix is born yet again and poem yet again that was amazing Absolutely amazing. I love that one. Thank you. You're very welcome, Uma. (laughs) (laughs) A thousand kudo points. I love that you write to the prompts. You're like my hero. (laughs) No, no, no. You all are the heroes, and I'm just, you know, like water going on as the drift is going. So droplets of water in my birds. But I love the fact that my words are so bored with my write-up. They wanted to go here and they just run around and not let me know what is going to happen. So it's not people who's running around. It is the words that are running around, in fact. So which in other words could be the people and their thoughts. So. Very cool. All right. Tell them how to find you, love. Oh, Maybe one day I'll be fine on Hollywood. How about that? Maybe they would believe that. (laughs) Take my poem or ask me to write their, uh, you know, whatever they wanted me to do, their poetry or action or direction, or maybe the screenplay. I don't know. They might. Maybe (laughs) one day. (laughs) Our good friends can always do that. And I have no doubt about it. This so until true. then, they can find me on Nihalisha's show and later too. And I'm, I'm nobody other than this. Uma, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here tonight, love. <laughs> Thank you, Nyla. Thank you all so much. And you made my day just by letting <laughs> me speak out. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love that woman. All right, our next caller comes from area code 51. I think this is Bob. Is this Bob? 519, you're on the air. How are you, Lila? <laughs> Hi, Bob. How are you doing, honey? How is Joy doing? Oh, I could have done better, but at my age, who cares? <laughs> anyway, it's nice listening to, to being seen. I actually forgot. And I didn't look in until after 8 o'clock, but still. One of those things in life, huh? Um, <laughs> well, I'm glad you made give, it. Thank you. I wanted to just give you a, a... I used to do things called Thought for the Day. And my thought for the day is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thought. I was just telling somebody that today. You were? I was. I told you know, I, I was like, you know, you can happiness is a choice. You know, if you're faced with something really difficult, you you get to choose how you face it. 
So you can sit there and be mopey and sad, and that's going to affect everything around you and you. Or you can choose to fake it until you make it. Even if you don't feel joyful, put on that joyful face and walk into it, and you'll find it. Oh, good. That sounds good, yeah. too. Yeah. I've got I wondered, would you like a little story tonight? Sure. Okay. Hang on a second. I got to go and get it, but I thought I better. I had it and I just lost it. Uh, one second. Oh, just. Oh, here we go. I don't know where it went last time, but it went. Okay, here we go. It's called an imaginary friend. Did I read that last week? I do not think so. No. No, I don't think so either. But anyway, Jane was a little girl that lived in the country. She never had any friends as there were no children near where she lived. She was seven years old when she wished that she would have lost one, could have at least one friend to play with. That was when she found a friend. She was an imaginary friend called Sally. What a whimsical, with a whimsical smile and a ponytail and the same age as Jane. But to Jane, she was real and fun to play with. They went everywhere together and shared each other's secrets. Jane told her money, mother, money, mother that she had a new friend. Her mother said, how nice for her, and that she would like to meet her friend. Jane told her that when she sees her friend the next day, she will bring her along so that he can, she could meet. Uh, well, next day when she came, she said, mother, I would like you to meet Sally. Well, of course, your mother could not see one. But Jane said to her, Mother, that Sally was standing right next to her. Being an imaginary friend, of course, her mother could not see her, and she said to Jane, I'm too busy to play games with you. So Jane said to Sally, Let's go and play down by the pond. And so off they went. They chased each other around laughing and then decided to play hide-and-seek. Jane ran and hid behind a tree. Her friend quickly found her. They were always happy playing different games all day. This went on until Jane was 12, when suddenly one day, Sally was no longer there. Well, Jane looked everywhere but could not find her. The next day, some new people moved in, in and she had daughter the name, same name as they. Hey, sorry, I'm really sputtering tonight. Uh, and moved in next day and had a daughter the same age as Jane. They had both become good friends from the first day. Jane never saw Sally but played with her new friend every day. You see, Sally knew she was no longer needed and went on to friends with another little girl who was lonely with no friends. How many times do children need imaginary friends to grow up with until they are no longer needed? End of story. Wow. I and like I your stories. Yeah. I got, uh, have I got time for one other a piece or not? Uh, was that two? That was two. I have to stop it, too, because if, okay. if I let you do more, then I have to let everybody do more, and then everybody pounces on me, and it's just a mess. But no, I don't. that means you I get to bring one back next week, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to make sure I get in on time <laughs> next week. 
Anyway, you have a nice week. And look at your messenger. I keep sending you messages. I will, have, I will, I will definitely do that. Before you take off, love, tell everyone how to find you. Uh, well, you just look for Bob Taub in Facebook. Awesome. And that's T-A-U-B, you guys. Correct. All right, Bob, great job tonight. Appreciate you. I love the story. I can't wait for Thank you to share more. Thank you very more. much. I'm glad you did. Bye-bye, dear. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetheart. All righty. So, dun-dun-dun-dun. Our next caller comes from area code. Ah. Happy face. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 216, 219, and 747. Let's grab 216. Mama. Yes. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Did you have a great Mother's Day? Yes, I did. I did. I really did. And I was very surprised and very happy that I got to hear your voice. Of course, I'm calling Mommy on Mother's Day. Okay, I'm sitting here thinking that you should let him do another piece because I think it should not be according to how many pieces you do but how many minutes and time you take up with one person. I can't really do that because look how much I talk. So some it's my some most of the time that you guys are on here is long and and because I talk too you. much. You can talk as much as you want, but when you have one person that that I went and washed clothes and dried clothes and came back in and they were still talking, and then one person comes and does two two little short pieces, and then he wants to do another one. I think that he should have been able to do it. That's just my opinion. But um, yeah. So I want all of my time. I'm going to do my piece now. (laughs) (laughs) You do what you want, Mama. Okay. Um, The goddess, what is this? Wait a minute. Okay. I'm not stalling on purpose. I'm going to get the mouth to scroll down. It's not doing it. Okay. I guess I don't get to do a piece because I can't get the thing that. Bro, what is going on here? Close it out. Mm, okay, I'm just going to close that out. Open it back up. Save your favorite. And open it back up. See what happens. Okay, here we go. Nothing. Nothing. Of course. I'm not starting on purpose, but if you want to come back to me, you can. Guess what I'm drinking? What are you drinking? It's new beer that's made from. It's made from uh, citrus, from orange peels, lemon peels, all kind of citrus peels, and it's fermented. It's full of vitamin C, and it's really tasty. It's called Shandy. Now everyone's going to think that's why you can't find your palm. <laughs> Might be. You you know they you know they you know they're thinking it right. <laughs> yeah, and plus I'm getting my time in. So look, here we go. Um, I'm going to do it like this. 
Impoverished Goddess is the name of the piece. When I wrote this piece in 2014, I knew what it meant, but now I don't. So listen carefully, boys and girls. This might be uh, something you have to explain to me. It goes like this. I played my role, and the new scriptures shall read. And after the princess goddess Stavino has visited was visited by the spirits of the ancient goddesses Asherah and Astarte, who were deleted from the scriptures, there shall be made visible an evil tongue of fire. An evil tongue of fire who has plotted to keep the circle of hatred circling America. And the paradise called earth, but she lied with them as the creator commanded and exposed the curse. And now the tormentors shall perish. We again shall be uplifted. She, a goddess sent, fulfilling the purpose of her work. That's a piece. I have no idea what it means. I wrote it. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I don't know what it is. Somebody help me, please. 2014, I don't know where my head was or what happened. But it was before Trump, so we can't blame it on him. Just, I don't know what the heck happened. <laughs> too funny. So, okay, somebody will probably figure it out and, t- and tell you in the comments. Um, that um, that goddess S-T-I-V-I-A-N-O was visited by the spirits of the ancient goddesses Asherah and Astarte who were deleted from the scriptures and there shall be made visible an evil tongue of fire okay maybe I read a book or something I don't know okay so here we go the second piece The second piece I'm going to do is um, called The Universe. No, I don't want to read that. I want to read, I want to read, um, I don't want to read any of that that's already pulled up. I want to read, um, Poets, the Poets. Poets and the Universe. I'll read that. Okay, here we go. This was written in 2018. Poets are wonderful people. They are the cry of the unheard. Wonderful persons are poets, the apple of many eyes. Love surrounds us. You are protected by much positive energy emitted through prayer. You can only partake if you are certain it is there. Once you realize your own worth and acknowledge it, remember to receive the blessings of the universe. The universe will hear your verses and unite verses 
with like-minded beings. The wind of change is always blowing. Visions may not always be as it seems. Somewhere birds are singing on this earthly plane. Water gurgles as voices are still struggling to be heard. And the seed pushes painfully through the concrete. You can hear its woes or silent screams, and only we see the beauty when it blossoms and stands alone, stronger than the coddled flowers in the garden. As we, in awesome amazement, think, how am I connected to this dream? The will to succeed is stronger than the will to merely exist. And to the universe, we chant our united verses, unite our verse, hear our prayers, and defuse those who would curse us with their curses. And let all the poet people say, Ashe, we will always remember how you made us feel, even though we not we may not remember what you think. Whenever a poet dies, I go to their inbox to see what we last shared with each other. This was the last thing I shared with Paula and the poem below. So that's probably how I came about this poem. Thank you for letting me share. You know, it's funny as I do that exact same thing. What's the last thing we said? Beautiful piece, Mama. You're very welcome. So, let me go back to drinking my beer. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) listening to the rest of the poets. Too funny. All right, Mama. (laughs) Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Uh, Vicky Aqua on Poetry Soup. Poetry Soup, one word. That's where my poems are. Poetry Soup. Very cool. All righty. We will talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you. I love you. Bye-bye. Love you too, Mama. Okay. So our next caller dun, 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 comes from Erica. Oh, Brother O. 219. Brother O, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. How you doing, hon? I'm doing good. How you feel? I'm feel I feel good. I'm doing okay. I'm still doing well. Thanks. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I am very glad. Very, very glad you're doing well. Yes. So, what's going on? Would you bring us? Would you write? What are you going to share? Well, I did. I got a poem I did last week called uh, Women Are Always Considered to Be My Equals. I'm doing the first part tonight, and I'm coming back to the second part next week.
when God created man, created an original, however, God with his infinite wisdom decided that man was not meant to be by himself. Therefore, he improved and upgraded the model and created woman, the beautiful masterpiece from which all 7.6 billion people who are currently living on this planet were born into existence. As James Brown once quoted back in the 1960s, this is a man's world. This is a man's world. However, it will be nothing without a woman or a girl. As Beyonce responded in the 2010s, women run this world and are taking charge. My dear brothers, it's time for us to come to terms with the reality that women are running the show and are a powerful force when they come together. This is not the generation of women that are just going to settle for less than the best. This is not a generation of women who will be told what they can and cannot do for the gender roles in America have drastically changed over the last 50 years. This is not the generation of women meant to be your cooks in the kitchen, your maids cleaning the house, or your sex toys and objects in the bedroom. This current generation of women are all about establishing their independence, by having a career and making their own money. My brothers, most women that I know personally are financially stable and don't necessarily need your money. Except when it's time to pay the rent and bills or take them out of the day. This generation of women want real men who are not scared and intimidated by his strength and power. They want you to be their equals in the 21st century. We are not living in an era where the man was the main breadwinner, disciplinary, and authority figure in the household. We are not living in an era where women were stay-at-home moms doing everything around the house and raising kids with no pay and no benefits. We are not living in an era where women's thoughts and opinions were not valued. And we are not living in an era where women had to keep their husbands happy and satisfied either. We're living in these current times where we have four women serving on the United States Supreme Court, including Kentucky Jackson Brown. We are living in the current times where we have a sister who is currently the Vice President of the United States of America, Kamala Harris. We are living in the current times where we have women in charge of Fortune 500 companies. We are living in the current times where we have women breaking glass ceilings in the sports world, serving as head coaches, assistant coaches, owners, game officials, general managers, sideline reporters, broadcasters, and analysts. And living in these current times where women are in prominent roles in all areas of government, and all occupations that you can think of. My dear brothers, we have to accept the fact that women are equals in the 21st century now. We have to accept the fact that women are equally qualified to do jobs just as efficiently or better than us. 
We have to accept the fact that women gradually taking over jobs and occupations and careers which were once held by men who had the majority. We have to accept the fact that women deserve equal pay and benefits the same amount of work that we do. Because 81 cents to the dollar is not going to cut it these days. As far as they're concerned, give you a word of transparency, my friends. Women are the real backbone of our community, not communities now, and they're the glue that are holding families together. These sisters are stepping up to fill the void that we as men left them with, and stepping up to do what we as men are supposed to do. And doing an excellent job in our absence. And even there's a moment that says that we, when most women say, we don't need a man to do anything for us. That's part one. Come back next week for part two in poem. <laughs> and do we really have to wait till next week? Yes. <laughs> you tease. Brother, that was awesome. Absolutely um, very wise words there, my dear. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, what's next? Well, I'm still, still, still at the hospital, still waiting. Yeah. Just taking it one, taking it one day at a time, still writing, still uh, doing my Facebook live videos. Actually, did the whole contest of the poem is uh, actually on uh, my page, but I decided to break it up in two parts because of time constraints. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to give the other poets who are waiting a chance to express themselves. That's cool. All right, sweetheart, tell everyone how to find you. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Facebook on the Omar Brother O'Gatlin. I'm now doing Facebook live videos while I'm away from the poetry stage. I'll be away for a little while longer. And let's uh, continue to check out my posts, connect with me, and uh, just, just check out what I got going on. Thank you very much. And I'll Really appreciate your support every week. Appreciate you very much. And um, good wishes and hugs to you, my dear. Hey, now I appreciate it. Part, part two of that poem will be next week. All I'll right, I'm waiting. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which comes from area code 7 Four, seven. Rob, Rob. Seven, hey. four, seven, you're on the air. Yes. Yes. What's going on? Hey, sweetheart. How are you? Well, hey, I'm being more consistent now. <laughs> I know. This is exciting. <laughs> uh, yes, it is exciting for me, too. And um, a special shout-out to all the other poets that come through. Shout out to Brother O and Mama O. 
Those are two of my favorite people next to you, of course. <laughs> anyway, um, so what's, go- what's going on with you? <laughs> Nothing, just hanging out on my favorite day of the week. Yes. Well, actually, um, tomorrow is my favorite day of the week. But, um, hey, it is what it is. We all have different vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, I got um, a couple of your um Props that you written down. I didn't get all of them, but um, I'm, I'm going to work on one of them, and I'll probably do it um, next week, if not um, the week after. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to become more in tune to um, um, writing stories. And as a matter of fact, what I'm about to read right now is a two-parter, different poems. It's um, I made it. I put it into acts. So, um, and it's a true story. It's entitled "Poetic Frontation." Act one, engaged, outraged, up in my face, trying to intimidate, because that's what angry poets do, pushing, shoving, screaming that I made a bitch move, when artistically pointing faults emulated from your business. Spoken word politicians legislating favoritism from a list. So now you're pissed. Going absolutely ballistic, denying that you roll like this. So unleashing anger and aggression, you're going to teach me a valuable lesson, valuable lesson on suitable expression. Threaten me, violent comparisons towards my own seed, because that's what how poets behave who disagree, but diminishes credibility. You went from conscious to gangster at a blink of an eye. Status, stature resembling peace, but your actions submit a dynamic distraction exposing the hypocrisy inside. We, we would have straightened out all the wrongs and rights, but that was before you transformed from Quincy, Quincy Jones to an egotistical shug knight. In 60 seconds, true colors shown. Now your cover is blown a night to reckon in the pouring rain. You're going to defend the honor of your establishment you ordain. And if I criticize the venue again, you're going to bring me pain. Now one could have imagined what would have happened if we came to blows. Proven words are powerful. Prose and stanza leading to brutal assaults. Who knows? Poetic frontation hate still while your venue is filled by the thousands. Yet one critic got you buck wild and ready to take arms into battle. Defining artists playing the field, trying to keep trying to keep it real with his feelings rattled. But hey, I'm just a poet, speaking of how I feel, which is something you could not handle. Act two. I just want to say thank you. I truly do. Your harshness ensues. Willfully to me, inquiring minds need to know. Is there a problem? Obvious tensions, complete compositions of a bruised ego, whistling Dixie out her ass. Unable to hear the passing of gas because she's one of those types, you know, basking in the funk of the hype, breaking wind, breaking away from humility. But a long time ago, a lovely soul flowed from a pen, reciting a mic breathtaking like Christian confessing sin. Sickness and confidence manifesting essence of her spirit. However, along the way, postures rearranged, 
victimized by the prize of recognition, giving her permission to believe that she's an unreachable fruit of a poetic tree. Erickson saying that some y'all don't move me. Honesty spoken in brutality, so I expressed dissent. Now we're face-to-face claiming I lost her respect, but she never had it from the beginning. So with this poetic confrontation, <laughs> I couldn't stop grinning. Relief and, jubil- relief and jubilation washed my soul. Her banner, just confirmation what I already know. Now in circle, now the circle is complete. While she walked down the street, continued the facade on the mic, spitting and ripping for all the reasons wrong but never right. Nevertheless, I gave thanks because she freed me. Poetic frontation cleansed my spirit of self-righteous and social dependency. Being a poet is never more liberating. The end. Wow, that was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. Are you going to read two of them tonight, love? No, that was not that, that. No, that was part of that was that that that, that was part of the. Um, it was two poems, but it was like it okay. was like it was a two. I made it into a two act play, so yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see what you did there, <laughs> trying to fool me. <laughs> That was a phenomenal <laughs> read. Absolutely, uh, just astounding. It sounded beautifully yes. read, and I know it's going to read just as equally as well on paper. Great job on that. Yes. Yeah, it's something that I'm. One of the things, along with being, along with coming back on, you know, you know, expressing. Um, I'm trying to, you know, actually this poem, just like you know, when when you were talking to old mom, old Deji, this poem was written about. Um, about 12, going on 12 years ago, and it was a um, situation um, that happened. It was a true story, and I got, let's just say that it was like a Will Smith um, situation minus a slap, but I was pushed. <laughs> so expressing um, certain things, certain politics behind open mic, um, open mic um, venue, which I express in using metaphors, but but unfortunately, somebody um, relayed that that poem to that particular person. That poem confronted me, telling me he's going to kick my ass mm-hmm. if I mention his, his poetry venue again. So um, it's basically part of the growth as an artist, you know, really feeling things that you don't necessarily want to talk about or you never want to or you never, you know, felt like it was important to do so, but... I just believe the need was time for me to grow and recognize that this situation um, happened, and um, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely going to be more in a, be more in a position to to express it, um, and at venues, especially venues where you know that um, particular people may support that particular person venue that I spoke about, but you know you got to make it happen. Mhm. Wow. All right, my darling. You know what comes next? Yes. Well, Mr. Rob, well, Rob the Jimbe poet Morrow <laughs> on Facebook. Um I might bring back my poetry show, but that's, you know, in the future, whatever. And um, I have a my private poetry site, um, poetrypublisher.com slash rawpoetry1. 
and you can check out some of my work and you have a, there's a guest book that you guys can sign on to, you know, give me some input, um, critiques, you know, I'm all welcome for it. So, and I will be definitely be coming back um, either the week next week or the week after, and I will definitely have one of those prompts ready for you specifically, my dear. So awesome. I am going to be holding my breath till it happens. <laughs> don't hold it too long now, okay? I don't want you to turn it red, but I'll be back. I made the, com- made the commitment of being persistent, and that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm out. You, you have so much, one. honey. Thank you. Likewise. All right. All right. Okay, guys, our next caller comes from area code. Dun, dun, dun. Three, one, five. Three, one, five, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla, what are you doing? I'm sitting here listening to poets, my dear. What are you doing? Yes, I know. I'm I'm sitting here listening to them, too. <laughs> it's so good to hear from you. Yeah, it's a, I, you know, I'm I'm enjoying coming back here. <laughs> We're enjoying having so you here. I've I've been I've been having fun bantering back and forth with you on the page. It's been cool. I know, and you know, I've been doing my homework, you know, because you like those, you like to see those uh, haikus. I so, do, I do. I saw that, and it just made me giddy. Thank you. So if I was really talented, I would answer everybody's comments back with a haiku. I'm thinking about doing. I'm thinking about doing that too. I commented <laughs> back in a haiku. I know you did. I'm saying I'm thinking <laughs> about every one of the people that come on. To say something, I'm thinking about answering the back with a haiku. Do it. <laughs> I, I think it. I should. I dare you. So I wanted to read. Uh, I wanted to read a couple things tonight. One, one's an oldie that made everybody laugh their ass off. And even though it's summer or springtime, it this is uh, just a little humor. I call it "Twist the Night Before Christmas" with a slight twist. Twas the night before Christmas. I was out on the road, so I called up my wife, but she sounded so cold. My hackles got up as I heard a strange noise. Someone yelled, Cougar. She had a house full of boys. Apparently, she was already snuggled up in bed, her and these boys to which she had led. And then I heard those voices from down the hall. Come on, sexy cougar. Hurry up with that call. And then to my dismay, I heard her deep moans, her and them boys as she held out the phone. Mama had no kerchief, the game had no caps. But I heard the distinct sound of kisses that smacked. The moon started blushing on my house down below as the heat from my bedroom melted the snow. Into what in my smoking ears did I hear? Her and them boys cracking my beer. I knew then and there I had to think quick, so I hung up the phone and called up St. Nick. I told him my plight, could he stop there first to save the rest of my beer, for which I now thirst. I heard him call out, come on, everybody, Donner and Blitzen, we've got to save a man's beer, his wife is a vixen. Fly with great speed, approach supersonic, before they find this poor man's gin in his tonic. They passed satellites and rockets and flew pretty quick. Daddy Don Garlitz got nothing on old St. Nick. They arrived on my roof in just the nick of time. They were all about to open my wine. During the break and some tinkling, they heard on my roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. And as my wife caught her breath, looking like a clown, down the chimney St. Nick came with a bound. 
He was all dressed in fur. My wife had not a stitch because he chased out those boys with a magical switch. He ogled at her as she looked at him. I think horny old Nick was about to commit sin. She took out his pipe. No, the one in his teeth. But she encircled his head with her panties, much like a wreath. By now, his face was as red as his suit. The reindeer all left when they spotted his flute. Yes, he was chubby and plump, that horny old owl. To my wife and my booze, he now helped himself. I was out of my breath when I walked in on the scene. He soon gave me to know. No gifts, if I mean. He spoke not a word as he hurriedly dressed. They both looked ridiculous, I must now confess. He must have been drunk. His finger missed his nose. He used my wife's stockings to cover his toes. He stumbled to the sleigh. His team was disgusted, but they gave him a pound flight. Oh, his balls ain't now busted. But I heard him exclaim, giddy with delight. Merry Christmas to all. Ho, 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 what a night. And poem. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to comment. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> that 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 was priceless. That was incredible. <laughs> and then I wrote, I wrote a brand new one. I just finished it like you know half an hour before I called. Okay. It's called Five Strangers Used to Be Friends. Somewhere between the ether and the mist is solid ground. Magnetically holding our feet, our souls within the mound, encapsulated by invisible chains designed for snaring, but relief your pain. Wrapped around ankles of the rabbit hole wandering, why are these things that I'm pondering? The distractions bombard you, keeping you safely sedated, enticing you to end the show you've awaited, but it's smoke and mirrors with an empty reflection. Designed to give you a mental erection. Crass, I know, I know, erection. Why did I make that selection? Because it is anticipation with a powerful injection. I think you will agree upon reflection. But these are their methods. Keep you engaged and empty-headed. Let's refill their heads, make it leaded. Why do they want us sedated, isolated? Five strangers on phones in a room. Digitally, our conscious is wound. Five mesmerized friends in silence and typing, now strangers from the social media wiping. No passenger on a tandem bike, five neo strangers addicted to the ding of each like. And now it will probably never end. With hypnotic brains, we can never transcend. We are addicted to the land of pretend. Five strangers look, then type, then hit send. These five strangers used to be real friends, five distracted strangers lost in the world of pretend. If we can't wake up, we will usher in the end. I'm home. Wow. You're on a roll tonight. See, it's a crime <laughs> against humanity when you don't call in and read. I'm convinced. And I'm going to call in and read every week from now on. promise you. You better. I now am, that you said I... it, now that you said it, if you don't, I can hunt you down. Well, if I, if I say something to you, you know it's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having fun again, you know. Things are going good in my life, job, you know, a bunch of different stuff, and I'm getting remotivated. My best friend from high school that used to play drums in a band. Now me and him are going to start getting together, you know. I'm playing, I'm playing my guitar, his drums. 
we're going to start creating our own music and shit. So that is awesome. Yeah. So is your uh, so is your charcoals, by the way. You, My what? You seem the little your 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 paintings. Your oh. your I call them charcoals. You know, pencil drawings, whatever. Uh huh. I told you. I, I told you. I really loved that last one I saw. That I would I would buy one to frame it, and you went frame it. So I thought maybe I committed it's, some it's sin like in the art world. It's a doodle I did in my, it's in my journal. It's a journal page. It's a doodle I did in my journal. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care. It looks cool as shit. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was pretty awesome myself. Well, know? thank you so much. That was very kind. Very not sweet kind, of you. Not, not, not kind. You're very talented. You're a very talented woman. You know, very. And and one thank hell of you. a writer too. That 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 uh, that story you put out uh, about your grandfather. I thought that uh-huh. was awesome. And, and I did go to the link too. I started reading about the the woman. I think I I think I recognized her name when you first. See, back in back in, um, my grandpa was like you know six seven years old, and it was hard times back then. He was born in 1914, so you know. Yeah, there you go. My grandfather was too when he was alive. Yeah, his dad would go around and do odd jobs on ranches and stuff like that, and he would take my grandpa with him, and he was doing a bunch of work on Eliza's property and my grandpa would go stick his nose against the window and watch her paint and she started letting him come in and he started doodling and he was you know very good at that and so she told him that if he because paper was you know that was a you, know, you don't just find it laying around like yeah, we do it here luxury. it was a luxury back then it was a luxury back then so you know she told him if you find the paper if you bring your own paper I'll teach you to paint because she was impressed with his drawing skills, sketching right. skills. And uh, so he, while, while his dad was, my great-grandpa was working, you know, building the barns or whatever it was he was doing. Um, right. She had an orchard, I believe, and he was, you know, my grandpa was in there, this little tiny kid, you know, watching everything she did. And if you look at his drawings, it's really cool because you can see her influence on him in his drawings and I didn't know this when I was younger when he taught me to draw so I sit there and I look at all three of those pictures side by side and it's like I can see her influence in my grandpa and my grandpa's influence in me and her influence in what he taught me and so it's like this you know three generations of you know inspiration yeah. you know yeah. so that 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 part of her you know, I always say we never die. We never go away. We always linger. Our fingerprints linger, you know. And so mm-hmm. my son, I, you know, I teach him. And so, you know, this is generations that are being affected by that one act of kindness she showed this little boy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and and her hand is still in everything I draw and everything my son is drawing now. So it's crazy. That's what inspiration does, you guys. It's, it's, you're exactly right. I'm glad you. I'm glad you picked up what what I said to you when you when you showed the uh, the pictures of the uh, dress that you made. Uh-huh. And you picked up on the the, the 15th century Wicca in the in the 18th century, you know, uh-huh. like Victorian style dress. But that's what it reminded me of the two blending together. That's I thought that was pretty awesome. 
Yep. <laughs> so appreciate you being so active on the page. Appreciate you for sharing the stuff you did on the show. You know, that, that really means a lot to me, you guys, when you do that, when you share the show, when you share information, when you share with each other, all that good stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get some people from Geneva to come here, you know, my hometown, because recently I've just finally started to uh, crack the egg with, like, local people. You know what I mean? Like, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. We we were all poets that met people from all over the United States back on my on MySpace, but like Facebook is not really a poetic medium, I guess. You know what I mean? But no. I'm finally starting to get my friends are finally starting to come and seeing what I've been doing for the last 15 years. You know, so that's very cool. And I love this medium. You know that. That's why I support it. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you too, Nyla. I started to get all choked up there. Could you tell? We've known each other. We've loved each other for a long, long time. So, you know. mm-hmm. Probably since. I've probably been reading you since before the show, before I ever started doing this show. Yeah, well, all the way back. In MySpace. All the way back space. in MySpace days. Mm-hmm. When I when I used to call you Wildfire, because that's what <laughs> reminded me of. You know? I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember. All right, so sweetheart. Keep... Tell everyone how oh. they can show you love, how they can find you. Well, you know the same old, the same old boring story. MySpace, T. A. Carter. I do have a writing page, but it's kind of strange. People come there, that they, <laughs> they tell me that. People came and viewed it, but no responses. I don't know. It's just weird, but that's just me. But look for my book at the end of the summer because I am coming out with a book. Well, so. I want to know how many poems are in there that came from prompts. Um, when I'm, you're done, if you, if you think if you think that your name's not getting mentioned in there, you're crazy. <laughs> I just want to see the ones with the prompts. I don't need to be in yeah, there. Um, That's be, all you, there's baby. Gonna be, there's there's going to be there's going to be several of them in there from your prompts because I'm you know, your prompts are your prompts are what got me to I don't know got my creative juices flowing again. You know. I like and, flowing juices yeah. in poets. <laughs> me too. We're not touching the rest of that sentence. Yes, I know. I hear you. No, good Lord. Me and my mouth get me in trouble all the time. All right, sweetheart. (laughs) Appreciate you, Todd. Thank you for being here tonight, and I can't wait to see what you bring next week. Okay. It was good to be here, and uh, I'll talk to you throughout the week anyway. Put up up a few more nice prompts so I can go in and tool around with them. (laughs) Yes, sir. I will do that for you. All right, Nella. Thanks, Always son. a pleasure. All right. Alrighty. Okay. Our next caller. If I can get this to work. I believe it might be Constantine. Mystery caller, you are on the air. I don't believe it. Constantine, I am so glad you're here. I was so worried about you for so long. I am glad that you're alive and kicking and still with us and kicked COVID's butt. I know it was pretty rough for you yeah. there for a bit. 
Yeah, I was. I, I, I mean, I, I, I really thought I. Have you ever seen the movie the the? I know she's talking to me. I'm talking back. But um, can you hear me? I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Christy's sitting there telling you, just make sure she can hear you. It's like, okay. Well. Hello, beautiful. Anyway, if you ever, I don't know if you've ever seen, you ever seen a movie, the movie, the Indiana Jones movie where in the Temple of Dune where they're in that uh, room with the blades coming down and the things are rolling down, the top of the room is rolling down and she, he's telling, you know, what's her name, to pull the lever. We are going to die. That's the way I felt. <laughs> yeah. That, yep. That's about the I, <laughs> I, I can't think of any other way to describe how how incredibly horrible coronavirus was. But um, I know you were it, scared. It took me a I good... mean, you you were really scared, and that scared me. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, you I, basically I'm... sent me a goodbye, nice to know you email, and I about freaking lost my shit. Well, no, I mean, I was. You know, it was I was, like this. Was... In case I die, here's your here's my last parting words to you. Thanks for never writing a collab with me. Bye. It's like what the hell, Constantine. <laughs> Really, that's what you're going to leave me with? Are you sure? Are you sure you're not a Catholic grandmother with the guilt there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, that's it's. Uh, the, was it really that bad? Well, I'm, I'm you know, it, well, the thing is, is it, you know, if nothing else, you know, let, uh, let, instead of taking it that way, you know, the thing is, is of all the people I could have thought of to send that to, I sent it to you. I mean, I know, you're not I'm teasing you. I'm oh. teasing you. <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway, yeah, I, I still have this one desire in my life to to have something, have, write a poem that Nala really hates. But anyway, it's I've just kind of given up, so anyway, I just can't help myself. <laughs> I've written but, a lot, you know, but I, I hate I'll to say all the people out there. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Ask me that question again. I, I, I'm not sure that I understood what you said. I said I've written a lot that I hate. Does that count? Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I sit there and I pluck. A, a, do, you, do you pluck on your work after you're done with it? I mean, do you go back to your pieces? Absolutely. It drives me nuts when you know, people I'm say that they never it. edit their work. Are you one of those people? Well, I mean, well, my grammar really, really sucks, but that's the other thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll, I'll sit there when I do artwork and stuff like that. I mean, I'll I'll mm-hmm. spend months on it, like changing little things, and you know, instead of just Letting, you know, it's something I've figured out over the years, though, is at least it when when it, does, it comes to recording quality, usually, if I've never seen a piece at all, or if it's the first time I've read it, is usually going to be the best version that I do because I start to overthink it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. yeah, except for the Halloween stuff she says, but you know, <laughs> I, you know, I don't. Um, well, I don't know. When, when you're trying to when you're trying to act and you emulate and emote a little bit, you know, it can be a little different there. So, but anyway, hey, so let me ask you a question: Is Ro- do you think Robbie Baby is a beatnik? Is Robbie Baby a beatnik? I think that one of his close ancestors definitely gave him some of those traits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've, I've been telling people for years that there are three types uh, of of poetry shows, but I stand corrected. There are actually three. Uh, there are white shows, which are going to be your kind of East Coast kind of academic people, you know, reading something verbatim, you know, without. And any the William Shatner School of Reading Poetry. I 
saw the tuna fish can roll down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and then, of course, there are what we call black shows where, where people, you know, read and sing and rap and do poetry and, you know, just kind of like make their own rules and stuff like that. But then also, I, I was stood corrected that there actually is beatnik poetry, too, where people play like to, to jazz musicians in the background, which just... I, I, I've never really that. would be Robbie. That. That's a good description of Robbie. Because he does well, the thing is, love I, hearing I really his art. Poetry. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think it's okay. It's just, you know, I mean, it's just something I've... Not in my toolbox. What can I say? <laughs> well, uh, you, you are quite unique in your toolbox. All in your own right. Um, Phenomenal things I don't, I don't try to be. I don't really try to be. I just try to do my own thing, which is eclectic. But, uh, I mean, I've been accused of being eclectic intentionally. It's like, no, I'm just, that's just kind of how disorganized my process is. I just, I just uh, get inspired by something and work on it. (laughs) Right? Well, you can try. Nobody's putting you in a box. No. Yeah, but anyway, over the years, you know, and. And, and over the years, I've, I've actually, it, it's kind of weird because, you know, there are people that, that have liked my work and they say, you know, oh, you're great, we love this, and it's like that. And it's just like kind of like shuffling around. So, like, what do you say? I mean, it's like a little, little uncomfortable, I guess. <laughs> it's like, you know, some of the pieces that I really spent a lot of the time on, people didn't like, and the ones that I didn't really think that much of at the time and just kind of just, you know, regurgitated something on the page people loved, you know, so... I don't know. I don't seem to be a very good judge of what people will like of my material. So, I don't know. I guess I guess that's kind of myopia or something, right? <laughs> what are you going to share? Um, I'm going to share. I'm going to share a piece that might make the native rest, natives restless, but it's really uh, not supposed to. And it may offend some people, but it's really not intended to be. Okay. And I just want to say this to all those people out here, you know, please, you know, don't hate on me just because you disagree with my opinion because I'm not hating on anybody. When I wrote this, I just want like to lay at people's feet a perspective that may be a little bit unique. And if, you know, from an artistic standpoint, if you'll just listen to the words instead of getting angry and listening to what I'm saying and where my heart is coming from, I, I think at least... You know, I, I I ask people just to consider my perspective, if that sounds like a good way to put things. Can that work for you? Like, I know mm-hmm. you say that you, you really don't like it when people sit to argue politics. You know, and I'm into politics, and I enjoy discussing politics, but I hate it when people hate on each other and fight back and forth. That's just not for me either. You know, I, I like to be a voice of reason. So even if I do believe in something, you know, I try really hard to understand the other people's sides of things. So I don't call people dumb because I disagree with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I may, I promise I, I, I may make the names restless, but I'm, I'm, I, I think it's one of my better pieces. I don't know. Is that a piece? That probably means everyone's going to hate it, but that's okay. If, if you get an emotional <laughs> response, you know you're doing good as a player. Right. Exactly. Of course, you know, we can't all be pretty. We can't be all pretty like Nihilus. Some of us actually have to have talent, you know. Oh, well, I don't know what I'm <laughs> Oh, do you mean, are you saying that I'm all boobs and no brain? No, no, not that, but but it, but it doesn't hurt. Wifey Pooh, go poke him for me really hard right in the shoulder. 
Well, you know, I, I'm pushing 260, you know. I mean, I don't have too many chicks chasing after me other than the one that I've already got here, you know. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she, she, remembers, she remembers back in the days when I was pretty. So, anyway. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay. This piece, you know, don't, don't cringe, okay? I promise. I promise I'm being nice, okay? This piece I call abortion, if I may. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to fade in because this is a real life piece. Okay? Real talk. Abortion. May I, if I may, offer my perspective on abortion? You know, it seems to me that this is such an apples and oranges issue. You know, right to life, right to choice. doesn't really take much to consider of each other's perspective. But you see, abortions were not legal yet when my mom got preggo with me. Yeah, I'm a little bit older. And all during my childhood, she told me I ruined her life. And if abortions were legal back then, I would not have been born. Not to be whiny, but in my entire life, my mother has never once told me that she loves me. Don't get me wrong. I genuinely sympathize with and for the multitude of reasons why a woman may feel compelled to make that decision. Yet, I feel I had the right to be born back then and to be alive now. And for that matter, to have the opinion that my life and, frankly, all lives matter despite the race or sex. Now, I admit my life has been difficult for various reasons to the point that I wish that I had not been born. Did we lose you? I think we lost him. Constantine, where are you? All right. Somebody type in chat, if you would, for me, please. To uh, ask Constantine to call back in. No, he's not here. He's He says his call dropped. So some could poke into chat if he's still in the chat room. Ask him to call back in. We can get him back on and let him finish his piece. Dun, dun, dun. We'll give him a couple seconds. Make sure you guys, if you happen to have not been here at the beginning of the show and did, get not, did not get your prompts and everything for this week, you're writing exercises and such, uh, listen to the first of the show, come back after the show has ended and archived and listen to the podcast and you could get all your writing prompts for this week. Remember, we're going to be doing the drawing for all the things we did during National Poetry Month. We'll be doing the drawings for those on next week's show. Um, I'm not sure if, I know it says Constantine lost connection, but I don't know if he's going to call back in. So what I'm going to do, Constantine, if you want to call back in, call back in so you can finish reading that. We're going to go ahead and bring on area code 807 right now. And then when 
uh, Constantine comes back, if he comes back, we'll put him on. Otherwise, go to Constantine or Facebook.com forward slash Ron R O N dot Constantine K O N S T A I or S T A N T I N. All right, there we go. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and grab 807. We'll watch for Constantine to come back. 807, you're on the air. Hello, Nylatay. Robbie, baby, how are you? Not bad. Uh, were, were they asking about me being in a B-neck, or, or were the, was it the other? There's that other Robbie. Were they were they asking about me or the other Robbie? <clears throat> They're asking about you if you were a beatnik poet. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of I, I, beatnik's not my not my uh, not my speech. So I thought it was kind of ironic that it. <laughs> no, it's, I could understand why the name would be would be. Uh, I can see it fitting the way that, that you pair your music, your your poems yeah. with music. The, but... uh, not the not the content, but. The uh, like like the the cadence would be uh, yeah has a beatnik elements to it or like a spoken word like you know the the jazz and <clears throat> that sort of thing. Yeah, yes, indeed. So what's going on with you? What'd you bring us this week? Inquiring minds want to know. Ah, ah! Uh, I sometimes get prompted by what goes on in the day, what I see. That kind of thing, you know, like you say, input equals output. Uh, this in this case, it didn't necessarily lead to a new poem, but it did lead to me saying, "Ah, aha! This is what I want to read now." Then, <laughs> so uh, it this is called Fate, and uh, just uh, yeah, it came from uh, like I'm I'm reading this today because I, I came across a couple of things that are reminding me about the concept of fate and. I was just thinking about a couple things myself. So uh, so this is called Fate. Licking at the wounds of fate with a salty tongue, I seek to dull the pain till it has gone numb. No fate shall hang its web of half-truths and cynicisms over me, for I as a mortal seek to set myself free. I do not know what fate has in store for me. Perhaps it is something grand, though the darkness seems to more so take its toll. I do not seek to take that chance of the storm over the horizon to drift over and swallow me whole. I seek the key from the sisters of fate to take off, to take me to a better place where I and I alone lay with fate in my own bed. I do not wish to swallow that bitter pill that says that this will all make me stronger, for I have enough of growing strong to last a lifetime and forever. I wish to savor the fruits now of my own labor as I traipse in the gardens of a paradise of my own making. And as I stand amongst the trees that bear the fruit of my own will, I shall take the bitter pill and press it underfoot into the ground, there growing the strongest tree that has ever been found. Coming from my own knowledge of when to fight and when to let go of being strong and to just be and let all that happens come along. And that is fate. Indeed it is. Very good on that one. Are you going to read two left? Uh, yeah, I'll read another one here. Uh, seek. Uh, or, yeah, seek. Light seeps into the darkness as darkness kiss, 
kisses delight, two halves of a whole dancing in spirit, spiraling in the abyssal plane. The balance is sought out naturally as effort and effortlessness dance side by side, going beyond the great divide, dancing side by side to the mysterious essence lying outside infinity. Breath grows heavy as the lack of oxygen grows heady. Bodies seeking something outside the bounds of earthly gravity. And I tremble with the heaviness of cosmic drunkenness, growing tipsy with the respite of responsibility. The light continues to grow as the darkness continues to swell. A well of wisdom gathering as pressure unlocalized, and the entire universe bursts forth inside. A wealth of wisdom and experience swirls like vapor now, kissing the bridges of my brows. <clears throat> and the prow of my life's ship slips in the cosmic byway, never to be seen, never to be the same again. And that is Seek. Very cool. Fantastic job, Robbie. Oh, Constantine is back online. Yep, I saw. And before I, I forget, uh, for the beatnik thing, if you want to hear where I'm kind of maybe a little bit more beatnik or or I'm like engaging with people that are, have more of the jazz element to the beatnik and that, uh, the, in the BTR blog talk archives, there's a word beat. And especially uh, me and Milo, the, the host, the, one of the co-hosts, is co-hosts there. Wow. Uh, we we got along quite splendidly, and uh, that's that was a show where, yeah, we kind of did a little bit more of the beatnik sort of thing. And I remember we did the it's it's like simile game, and uh, there was a, a piece they had called it's like, and uh, and it's like you know we uh, we would just like make uh, different uh, similes up with you know starting with that, but. So anyways, <clears throat> but, uh, yep, that's, uh, that's my two poems, and there we go. Perfect. I'm wondering who came up with the term wheelhouse, because I, I hear that term a lot now. And it's one of those terms that it, it, when you hear it, you kind of say to yourself, huh, like, like how is, like, what is it, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> the world is my wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I just kind of wondered, like, linguistically, like, how does that connect to the, the concept of it? Like, it, it, you don't, do you, like, not turn in that direction, or, like, does it not, you don't... The wheelhouse is what controls tracks on a train. So you go yeah. into the wheelhouse, and you turn the tracks to choose this direction or that direction. So that's where they talk about, you know, that my, my wheelhouse, all my train connections don't go down that track type of thing. Okay, I got confused, because for some reason when I heard wheelhouse... I was thinking of uh, uh, like in uh, the water wheels. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad I nails. got that figured mm-hmm. out now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad I got that figured out now because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, ling- I'm a linguistic fetishist. I like to know these things. Well, you know, Google is your friend, <laughs> so Google it and tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I should have Googled it earlier. I, uh, uh, but you know, sometimes for some whatever random reason, you just don't get to something right away. So. Anyway, I'll uh, make room for uh, Constantine to get back on the line. And, uh, yeah, uh, you can find me at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, and I'm at uh, allpoetry.com. Perfect. All right, Robbie, great job tonight, honey. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Bye.
All right, let's go ahead and get Constantine back on the air. Constantine, are you with us? I don't know. Am I back with you? Yeah, I can hear you. Yep. All right, I've continue say, on, no, my dear. It's been, it's been years. I just want to say it's been years since I was right in the middle of a poem and somebody cut me off. I mean, it's like, I was hoping, <laughs> like, oh, man, I hope I didn't offend anybody. Like, no. dang, man. Maybe. But the thing is, the you just I broke my heart. Nyla, Nyla, like Nyla, Nyla do you realize you just broke my heart because I thought I finally did a poetry bad enough for you to cut me off? Oh, jeez. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, touche. Anyway, all right. Well, let me Let me try this one more time. All right. If I may. Um, The subject of abortion. May I offer my perspective? This is such an apples and oranges issue. You see, abortions were not legal yet when my mom got pregnant with me. Yeah, I'm older. All during my childhood, she told me I ruined her life. And if abortions were legal back then, that I would not have been born. You know, that's kind of pretty heavy shit to be putting on to a seven-year-old. But, in fact, in my entire life, my mother's never once told me that she loves me. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to get you to feel sorry for me. And I do genuinely sympathize with a multitude of reasons why a woman may feel compelled to make this decision. Yet, may I submit that I feel I had a right to be born back then, and to be alive now, and that for that matter, to have the opinion that my life, and frankly, all lives, matter, despite whatever their or my race or sex may be. Now, I will admit my life has been difficult for various reasons, some by choices, some because of my health, to the point that I wish that I had not been born. And it's not just once that I've wished and prayed such a thing. But may I submit to you that since I was a young man, also I've tried to be an activist. I've tried to be worth the life, become a force for good causes, for the downtrodden. And a few years ago, despite many saying that I was the waste of the oxygen that I used, I was briefly ranked the number one spoken artist in the world. Despite all of that on Reverb Nation. Now, I try very hard not to judge the choices others make, especially when made in earnest. So, I ask you, do you begrudge my life that my mother so much wanted the choice and an opportunity to end love and peace in poem? Yeah, it's such a touchy, touchy subject nowadays. You know, you're, you, there's... I see so much out there, it just boggles the mind, the way people are fighting back and forth and back and forth on this. And it's really hard for me. I don't believe that birth control, or abortions should be used as a form of birth control. Right. Which, is, which I think is what it, what it relatively had become. 
in a lot of cases, you know, but not all of them. Right. So, so how so how do you how do you you know thank God there's a Constantine. But thank God that little girl over there that's 13 years old and got raped doesn't have to carry that child. Right. You know, so there's, there's, I, I, I mean, I'm holding them both in my hands and looking at them, and I understand them both. And you know, not what I want to say to all those people out there. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that that I'm right for anyone else but me. But the thing is, is there's some people that say Black Lives Matter, and I'll use this as an example. I don't know what it's like to to live as a black person in the United States, but nobody knows what another person's life, how hard or easy it was because every single person's life experience is different. Mm-hmm. Because, because I've, I've known some people that, that, that are African-Americans that are whiter than most of the white people that I know, <laughs> the way they act, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you know, it, the thing is, is I, I really believe what Dr. King says, judge a person, not by the color of their skin, by the content of their, their character. And, you know, um, Very good words you, just, uh, you know, you just got to sit there and understand that not everybody's going to agree with you, but don't hate somebody because they disagree. No, I think different reason. opinions are very, very important. How boring would it be if we were all assimilated into one thing? We would be like a honeybee hive. I don't want to live in a honeybee hive. I don't want everyone to think like I do. I want people to have different opinions. I want them to make me think. I want them to make me question. I want them to make me hurt and be joyful. And, I mean, those are all, it it has to be that way, you know. But you don't hate someone because they don't believe like you. You learn from it. So, anyway, okay, Constantine, quick, tell everyone how to find you. I've got a couple more callers to get on. Um, Okay, well, um, I tell you what, I'll just leave a... A, a link to my Facebook page. Uh, my my real name is Ron Constantine. Of course, I'm on Reverb Nation. Uh, Constantine, the Mithril Weaver, and uh, you can check out a, a text version of this poem if you want to. You can also see how long my hair is now and how red my skin got when I got, <laughs> got the coronavirus. And you get to see some of the jaguars that are are I restore because that's kind of what I got into restoring old jaguars. And thanks for letting me call. <laughs> Thank you, Bye. sweetheart. Great job tonight. Give the hug to the missus. She finally cut me off. I finally did it. <laughs> I didn't cut you off. Bye. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from 863. Miss Noreen, are you guys with us? I finally did it. <laughs> oh. We get, to hear, we get to hear joyful Constantine once again. Oh, he loves to her laugh. It's so cute. It'll catch up with her in a minute. Are you guys with us? Yes. Um, oh. um, uh, hello, um, Nyla. Hi. Uh oh. Okay. Um, hello. Hi, Noreen. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, okay. I'm doing good. You. Oh, I hope you. you hope you didn't hear me laughing. Oh, I most definitely heard you laughing, and it was adorable. Oh. Okay. It was thank cute. you. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, I, I want to say something before I start reading our poetry. Um, um, Constantine, he did really awesome. That is a, um, 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 it's a phenomenal, um, fantastic uh, poem. I I agree. Cause, no, um, and it's important. I, we all have to share. We all have yes. to share what we think with each other. Yes. 
I mean, perspective is everything. Yes. You know, you don't, you can't walk in someone else's shoes unless you listen to them tell you about the paths they've been on. Right. You, know, you can't understand someone's opinion until you understand why it's there, cause and effect, chain of events. Those are important yes. things. Yes. You know, it is. don't judge someone on their opinion. Ask how they got to that opinion, and learn from yes. it, even if you yes. still don't agree with it. Because we everybody have their own opinions, and and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, that's what makes the world um, good. Because we all have, you know, we're supposed to have, you know, to voice our opinions. Exactly. Yes. All right, sweetheart. What do you have for us tonight? Okay. Um, for Gary, I'm gonna read um, "Lost in Success." Okay. A determined horse named Don created some miraculous feathers. He soared with the eagles until he lost sight of the earth. He joined the falling stars, disappearing in the moonlit night. The end. Oh, that was beautiful. Yes, I love that one. I do, too. Yes. Because it had so much deep meaning to it. Yes, I absolutely love that one. Are you going yes. to um, read another one? Yes, I'll read another one of his. Okay. okay. Here's one, a, a death. One, one death, a heart stops. Someone is sad. We shall gather around to bless and bury him. Life goes on. We cannot stop. We comfort the sad for a year. There's still a lot of life for our friends. We love, yet some don't know it till a death. The end. Another powerful one. Yes, it is. Wow. All right, my darling. Okay. Um, I, I have a poem. Okay, I wrote two years ago, and and this and um. I think this happened in um, May the 13th, or I wrote this in May 13th, 14th. It's, it's, so this happened to him about that time, I think. This is um, for Sean Reed. Okay. Will he be a poet, a writer, or a doctor, or a lawyer, or a car mechanic, maybe a manager, or owner of an auto repair shop, or a chef, a cook, or a baker? And the list goes on and on and on. We will never know the answer to this. For you see, Sean Reed, a young man, was murdered cold-blooded right before our eyes. It doesn't matter what caused him to go on a high-speed chase. He was already on the ground by being paved. When the cops turned around, shot him at least ten times. Why? Why? Oh, why? He's still a kid. A young man, he didn't deserve to die. If he needed help, get him help. But don't shoot him dead. We we are, we are rapidly going through rough times with this corona, coronavirus and social distancing. And now this? When will this end? Will it ever end? No, I don't think so. Because too many people are cold-hearted, cruel, mean, and racist. And that won't change. 
and that is so sad, oh, so sad. My heart goes out to his family. May he rest in peace. May there be justice done. He needs a voice, so let us be the so let us poets be the one. The end. Wow. That was phenomenal. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Okay. And that happened two years ago. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. It was on the um because it, it came up in my um, feed not too long ago on my um uh, feed, on my memories. I mean memories. Yes, they still yes. have it up there too. And somebody's saying it should be taken down because it's hard on the family and the his friends to have to relive it all the time on his page. Huh. Okay, and and the um. Okay, and uh, the next one I have is called "So Tell Me." Okay, some say some say God doesn't exist. So tell me, how did you or I get here? How did the trees, flowers get here? What about the um sky, the clouds, the rainbows? What about the animals? So tell me how. I see you can't, because God is the one. God is our creator, our maker. Without him, we are nothing. You say you still don't believe? How do you know there is such thing as air, oxygen? Do you see it? No, you don't. How do you know there is wind blowing? Do you see it? No, you don't. Yet you still believe. When you sit down, how do you know the chair won't break? Well, you don't know. Yet you still believe it won't break. You have faith. Just like God. We can't see him, but we still believe in God. God is alive for real. Now do you believe? The end. Now do you believe? Yes. Awesome peace, my dear. Okay, okay thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. Okay. And um okay. And um you can find Gary and I um you can find our books on uh, Amazon dot com and you can find us on our website, official website, um Gary and Noreen Snyder dot dot com front slash poetry and you can find um Gary on um poetrypoem dot com and um uh, um Facebook.com, and you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, um, Facebook.com, and PoetryPoem.com, and you can also um, find um, find us on um, Code-Five.com, um, front slash Gary and Noreen, and you can also find us on the Poetry Club. On Facebook, I mean Facebook Live every Saturday at four o'clock, and then you can also find us on here. And we're also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> yes, ma'am, you are. Okay. <laughs> Too funny. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you so okay, much for welcome. sharing. Appreciate okay. you, or you know. Okay. We appreciate you too, and thank you for letting us have having a venue for us poets to read. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for being uh, one of our sponsors. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's an appreciate honor. You. Okay, thank you, and it's an honor to you know 
Thank okay. you. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, I'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. Ah, is this Rebel? Four one nine. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? Uh, I'm in and out. I'm mad. I guess I'm lost <laughs> in thought. What thought are you lost in? I'm lost in a lot of thoughts. So I have something they like to call dialectical mind. So I have a thought process that works 24 hours a day, seven days a week, from 190 directions at once. So I, I, I get it. I, yeah, like in everything, I, I analyze everything constantly, and I think about things from so many directions and so many different perspectives and perceptions and so it's like you're a walking kaleidoscope right yeah yeah that's a Mm -hmm. great analogy absolutely Mm -hmm. so i haven't been able to use that lately because i've been stuck in a slump and i have very limited human interaction so I'm not soaking in any perceptions of anything new. I'm seeing the same four walls all the time. So I haven't been able to write too much. But tonight I'm bringing something called Lost in Thought. And I'm only going to do one piece tonight because this is kind of long. There's a silent script within the show they call life. Spoken ever so loudly within this mind that painfully tears me apart inside as if I captured the essence of madness before each poetic rite. But in the same instance, in this dark madness helped me to travel closer towards the light despite the travel distances. I walk armored upright through the center of each and every fight. A warrior's heart, the giant's presence, a lion's roar, the truth is spoke. I've got absolutely everything to lose, but that's life, and chances need to be taken if you want to move ahead and do more than just get by. Check the check ain't working no more. I wish to give this family of mine a bigger piece of the pie. Shit, they deserve that. My family feeds my spirit's life. My moms, my kids, my squad, that's life. It's my job in this crazy world to teach, to protect, and provide. But sometimes in life it's easy to fall off the beaten path and get lost along the way as unsteady waters begin to tremble. Waves of chaotic future due to repeated wrongs done in the past. How do you really ready to seed for the unknown if you don't look outside the box of everything you've been taught and told? Somewhere along the line, you start to realize most of what you once considered truths are fantastic lies that were gift-wrapped and sold. It gets so cold in the mold that I... It gets so cold in this mold that I, a celestial energy that does currently reside, have and to hold until this material realm has use for me no more. When I'm forgotten about one day and just a rambling old body mindlessly wandering this world, recognizing I'm just merely a man that walks within the shadows of the omnipotent. 
This rock we walk upon, this place we decided to file and deface this poison by man's hands, oceans that don't even belong to us. But look at us as we look back at ourselves with distaste. Our past, our history, it tells a tale of a hard-headed version of people that never seemed to learn their lessons. How about that? As I'm sitting here in my rebel stance, I'm stressing and I'm fighting as I'm writing and searching in every light for a new lesson for the adolescents to carry on and teach an old way in a manner that it appears in an original suggestion. Be kind to each other and have some compassion for your fellow man in every part of this planet. I am Rebel Jones from DSR all damn day. Check me out on the All-Stars every other Wednesday. I am Rebel all day long. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. That was a, a real strong piece. That was fantastic. I'm glad you were able to get on tonight. Me too. I I haven't done any new poetry or anything um, in a couple of months. Actually, you know what? If you don't mind, I will do one more because uh-huh. um, I know Mother's Day is past, but I did a little something for Mother's Day, and I'd like to put it out um out there for the mommies anyway. Okay. It's called Mommy and Me. And I wrote this um, in mind of my own youth and childhood as I um, – traveled a lot on the road with my mother as we moved from state to state running for my stepfather. So that was the highlight to my youth was like being on long road trips with my mother. As far back as I can remember, it was always mommy and me. It was not always pretty as it should have been or could have been. And at times it was downright chaotic, but no matter what, It was always just mommy and me. No matter who came in and out of our lives, it was always just mommy and me. Seems to make sense to me in my time of need, even now as a grown king, in my times of turmoil, my times of mixed feelings and confused emotions. I still need my mommy back again for the consolation, for the push forward, keep on moving, son, I'm proud of you type words that have motivated me so many times in my life to make the right choices for me. And even this, and even when it wasn't this mommy and me thing, and we, and we, and we had to go our separate ways, it always ended up coming back to what we always had, this mommy and me thing. The beauty and the, the beauty that peace bring, and and when we weren't running from our past, mommy and me, and even when we were in such a rush to escape from the drama, it was special to me, because it was always just. Mommy and me, and so many times hit the lonely roads to write a new adventure and a new chapter to create them, two were the most precious times to me. Because it was in those times, driving into the unknown, this was really how I had always loved it to be. It was, you know, you and I, you know, Mommy and me. That's their piece. Wow. Mommy and me. Yeah. You and me against the world, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, absolutely. It was. It was like that. It was like that. Yep. 
and to this day, I, I I still talk to my mother on a daily basis and tell her my problems and and take her advice. You know what I mean? Is to this day, and I'm I'm such a lucky man to be my age and and still have my mom. You know, so yeah. If you got really? your if you got your mama, cherish that. Oh, you just made me happy. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Tell everyone how they can find you. You can find me when you're lucky enough to catch me on here. I don't do social media no more. I'm I'm a running rebel. I'm running away from the social media. I'm running away from all the weird stuff that's on the internet. I'm doing more nature. I'm doing more self reflection and and you know soul searching. And if you plugged in, there's no time for all that. So. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. I'm really glad you were able to get on, get on. Fantastic job, sweetie. Thank you. Y'all have a wonderful night. You too, hon. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, ma'am. All right. It looks like that was our last caller for the evening. I saw Miss Annie on the line for a little bit. Annie, my love, where are you? Um, I'm not sure if your call dropped or not, but... Um, it always makes me smile to see you here. And I love that I found you. Annie, my Annie. You guys, that's a, such a crazy story. Anyway. All right. So, Speakeasy Cafe, Open Mic Poetry Show. Thank you for being here. Fantastic night. Great job, listeners, poets, all of you guys. We will see you next week. Make sure that if you missed our workshop that you come back and you listen to the first 15, 20 minutes of the show and you will be able to pull it from there. Until then, keep writing. We'll see you next week. I'm going to close the show with a track. This one is, where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, no, my screen. Let's do, because it's the only one I can pull up right now, we are going to do Adam Faulkner Sunday at First Presbyterian. Here we go. Good night, everybody. Sundays at First Presbyterian. I remember Sundays at First Presbyterian by the smell of ashtrays trapped in the morning after clothes of older boys whose mouthfuls of neon and grown-up I envied, how their ugliest of unholy words made the pretty girls blush and forget to flirt back. By the chatter of high heels crunching into sidewalk, the wearing of a choir boy's patience at not peeking, eyes closed, head bowed, at beginning to notice curves in the bodies of girls we'd met playing baseball at recess, I remember Sunday. By the corners of my father's grin, prideful and relieved that his youngest son, the one who looked like him, finding something sacred in this patting on the back shit, this praising holy blue eyes in a mansion of glass shit, this wardrobe rivalry and flaunt for the spirit, this your mother wants to do this as a family, so come on. By the hiss and swing of a number seven downtown blue line bus door waiting behind the church like a prayer. By the way we laugh about rolling our sleeves up to squeeze through the hole in that fence out back. By the sizzle of bacon fat and grease on our chins. By the grass stains that grew impossible to hide, at least from Stephen's mother. By hiding the sound of a panting tongue 
in the back of the chapel and breathing like we'd learned to in choir practice, even and from the stomach, sliding into the last pew to the final curie eleison, weak forgiven and only powdered donuts on our lips in lipstick on our shirts to show for it, to close our eyes and pray. <laughs>